Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. Listeners, see on the doctor season two, episode 11, February 28th, 2019. Welcome, people. What's going on, P? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Another good week, man. How you been? Uh, man, another good week. Um, you know, pretty much this week, all I did was work on my car. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been posting pictures here and there. She's starting oh, to come together. I see. Yeah, I see. I she, feel you. She's starting to come together, man. I'm starting to get excited. So that's all I really got going on this week, man. How about you? Oh, uh, man. Just uh, doing the usual shit around here with my sick dog. Uh, just trying to find shit to fill my day, mostly. I don't start teaching again until June. So uh, I'm looking for some more teaching opportunities, taking care of shit around the house. And I got to do some work to my old car. So uh, the one that's older than you. And, and uh, that's about it, man. You know, we talk every day, try to come up with the, the concepts for the show. So that, too, keeps me busy. Yeah, I'm with that, man. Um, we got a hell of a show tonight, bro. Before yeah, we start, man. Yeah, do you, we do. Do you got the red light on your on your mic? I want to just make yeah. sure you connect. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, um, sorry about that, listeners. I was just making sure. But, yeah, man, we got a hell of a show tonight, man. Um, it's jam-packed, so we're just going to jump into it. Uh, so this week, we decided to do something up, do something new. Not something up, do something new. Basically, what we're going to do, uh, when we have plenty of news news to bring to you, we're going to break uh, it up in segments. Almost like we're getting paid to do this, like paying the bills. We like found that. so much news news. Like I said, you know, when, when this is segment three of it. This is the third iteration of news news. And it's that, it's that shit you don't find in your everyday news feed. Nah, you this don't, is why man. we bring it to you. you don't. So, <laughs> without further ado, let's, news, news, segment one. Let's jump into CEO, it. Man. Talk to me about the salsa dip, man. Salsa dip, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, salsa dip, man, um, he was pretty much brought in. I don't know. See, I don't know the whole story. But basically, what happened was he was caught doing something inappropriately in his workplace okay so we all know we like to go somewhere to eat probably get you an appetizer right some chips and salsa maybe get you some some kind of dip well salsa dip man <laughs> was dipping himself into your salsa <laughs> yes I, I i got the when I, I i got the the feed from you and i was checking it out i was like god damn <laughs> Okay, man. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> who does this type of shit, P? Right, and 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 like we said, we, you know, when we talked about it, when you sent it, I can say unequivocally, I've never had a thought like this. Yo, fuck that motherfucker! I'm gonna dip my balls in in his salsa. 
You know what is funny? They made a movie about this a while ago. It was called Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. And it just, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it kinda, by the way, it's in Tennessee, people. So Tennessee. Uh, yeah, apparently this guy. It's it's like, um, was meals deliveries or deliverers or something like that. They deliver dinners. Okay. It's, it's one of those food delivery spots. So, um, all intents and purposes, they said they fired the guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on. There's right. always potential for a copycat. Right. But anyway. Right out I mean, the gate, we're ruining everybody's dinner, our dinner plans for the weekend, because now you're going to be potentially thinking about somebody dipping themselves <laughs> into your salsa. Looking yeah. at the delivery man sideways. Right. So, Ryan Reynolds, thanks for ruining lives when you made that movie, showing what may really be happening behind closed doors of your favorite eatery. All right, man. So let's <laughs> let's move away from that, and yeah, we'll be back with more news, news. And trust me, it even gets yeah, wilder we, than that. It gets wilder than that. All right, so let's jump into the uh, flash, man. Tell me about the flash. Where we start? All right, let's let's start with the Momo deal. Okay, so um, parents or anybody that knows any little kids, family members with little kids, friends with little kids, watch what they're checking out on uh, on on YouTube because um, somebody's posted something that can be found on YouTube. It's called Momo. Um, and it gives these kids instructions on how to kill themselves. This is real shit. I'm not, this is not, look, I know we just had a funny segment the second before. This is real shit. So watch it. Uh, parents, please beware. I'm reading from, from the, the post. Beware and be very cautious of what your child watches on YouTube and, and kids' YouTube. Uh, there's a thing called Momo that instructs kids to kill themselves, turn themselves on, well, turn on stoves, while everyone is asleep and even threatening to kill the children if they tell their parents. So these things pop up uh, during Peppa Pig, um, LOL Doll, um, just out of nowhere. So yeah. please monitor what your kids are watching. And in all actuality, as a parent, watch what your kids are doing, especially little kids that don't have the wherewithal to understand these kinds of things. Watch what they if they have access to social media, watch it 24-7. That's for real, man. Uh, welcome to the show, Tina. She just popped in. Um, but first, let me let me say, you know, my sister made me aware of this. She, I think she sent it to me a couple days ago. And then, of course, it started hitting all the, the waves or whatever. We talked about it. Um, so, yes, my son, Jordy, he is like most kids, three, almost four years old. He wants to be on the phone. And, you know, we usually find something, you know, on YouTube, kids or whatever, and let him do his thing. But this type of thing just, like, totally opened my eyes and said nah that we we done with that because it reminds me of like when we first got into the internet wave and chat rooms and what was happening right. in chat rooms yeah now again that was something different that was you know sometimes it was soliciting sex or whatever it may be or you know getting kids you know caught up and kidnapped but this right here man you what kind of sick person is potentially ruining a a young toddler's dreams minds thought yeah. processes with this complete yeah. nonsense and first and the second part of that is let's say let me you know go ahead and remove the hoax notion because a lot of people were saying oh this doesn't exist like i was even listening to shade 45 today on the way home on the drew on the rude jew show and uh john his buddy was saying oh you know a lot of people saying it's a hoax and it doesn't exist bullshit it's real i've seen videos like p said you know what i'm saying he's reading for somebody who posted something this shit is this shit is real, man. Welcome to the show, Fred. Happy belated birthday, man. We ain't forget about you. Um, but yeah, man, like this is not something to be playing around with, man. So I'm telling parents, uh, friends, uh, 
anybody, man. Like, no kidding. If you if you just hand your phone to your kid and walk away, we're now doing them an injustice because there are sickos out there that are finding ways to connect with them in a yeah. very inappropriate manner, man. And that's all I really want to talk about with Momo because I'm absolutely deterred by the thought process of a mind that is okay with doing this to children, man. So give me something else, P. Let's roll All past right, so, that. So moving, moving on from that, um, Maryland lawmaker. Uh, she's, there, there's a, a lady in Maryland, um, Democratic, a Democratic state delegate in Maryland. That's, uh, her name is Mary Ann Lasanti. She referred to a Harford County as nigger county. So as of, as of today, she's been censured by, um, you know, the the um, by the state. So they're pressuring her to step down because of her language. She's since apologized. But we shine light on this because it needs to be mentioned. It needs to be made aware that these things continue. And it's you can't undo some of the things that you say. Um, I don't know how you you get into public office and you're able to say shit like this and think that there's no no repercussions or nobody's gonna find out about it that you said it. Come on. Yeah, this this is gonna this be bro. This is gonna be no kidding. One of the most notoriously notoriously bad memories for Black History Month. This has been a wild Black History yeah, Month. Yeah. Not man. not just on like a a, a racial. Um, I guess, confliction type thing, but just in general, like, you know, even the culture made mistakes, Jesse, R. Kelly, you know, whatever. But like this type of shit is like, you're in a, you're in a, a position of power. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. You're in a position of power. And this yeah. is the type of shit you say. And then what really makes this go one step further, just one little step further is then they end up contradicting themselves in their apology. First off, don't give an apology that you don't mean. Because right. she says something along the lines, and, you know, I'm just quoting. I'm not saying direct. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not quoting. But she says something along the lines of, this is not in my vocabulary, and this is not what's in my heart. You don't say shit that's not in your heart. <laughs> you wouldn't throw an ER well. out there and label a county that if it's not in your heart. Like, that's not a joke. That's not something you're playing with. It was, it was in your vocabulary and in your heart one day, and you said it. It may not be there now that you got caught. Right. Now that the world knows, you know. So it's it's always after the fact that you hear these apologies, like the one you just mentioned, or I'm not racist. I have black friends. That's a false equivalency. Terrible, <laughs> terrible, and it's, it's, it's terrible. And, and not it's to terrible. not to jump the gun and, and get crazy and, and go somewhere where you're really not. But since you said that, I'm gonna bring up the 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 testimony of Michael Cohen the other day. There was a certain guy that brought that had his five minutes and he brought a female a black female on there Man. and said you say sir that you know working inside of trump tower was a very racial environment and you're claiming that the president is racist and then you bring a black woman yeah. just to show her face she doesn't say yeah. a single word she doesn't say a single word not a single word and then like yeah. but but that goes to your point like how you say oh i got a black friend i got a black representative works there right don't talk yeah. <laughs> don't really yeah. say nothing but just her being here means that you're lying. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, come on. It's these type of things that they throw in your face that makes you look so, so goofy. What's up, Lamar? Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate and, you listening. You know, the, the thing that troubles me about that is, come on. This woman had to know 
that she was a pawn, she's a prop used for the political stage. Stop. First of all, first of all, no single black person is ever going to believe that. Well, because there's a black woman there who's getting paid by Trump, says he's not a racist, despite the fact that the first federal case against um, that you know against that the the people rent for ho- rent housing, it was him and his father for not renting to black people. He didn't want to rent to right. black people. Not to mention, this man has said he doesn't he doesn't want black accountants counting his money. Black people are lazy. It's it's a known fact that they're they're lazy. Yeah, so man. you just you just can't if, if if he ain't racist, he's shown a whole hell of a lot of racist tendencies. All I'm gonna say to that, you know, what I'm saying is just don't try to use a public face or use a figure to then prove why something may not be true, especially when yeah. the person doesn't even speak. So to your point again, when you say, "Oh, I got a black friend, I'm not racist," chill out with that <laughs> shit. I'm sick of that. Man, so while we here, because this Black History Month just right. has been littered with complete craziness from Gucci to Burberry to stories like this, how about even in our United States military, two Marines fucking off, I'm going to just say it, yeah. fucking off, painted their face completely black, saluting all kind of goofy shit. In uniform. In, in uniform. uniform, no doubt. In make, uniform. Make a Snapchat, make a Snapchat yeah. which then turns into a Twitter and of course, you can't see the names or whatever. But apparently, as it sits right now, yeah. those those individuals are known in the community. They need to be, and so therefore, they're being yeah. dealt with by their superior officers. But here we go again. Like, what kind of ridiculous idiot shit is that? You're gonna paint your face in uniform, yeah. make racial slurs in your speech, and then tape the shit? I don't yeah. even know what the fuck that means, bro. So, all right, this this look. I, I, I'm just going to try to keep this in as, as simplest terms as possible. Look, if you're a racist motherfucker, don't video the shit. If you're a racist motherfucker and you're at work, if you're in a uniform, <laughs> if you're a cop, if you're a doctor, if you're whatever, you could be a fucking bus driver, you could be the trash man, whatever. You know what? If you feel like you got some racist shit to get off your mind, ask yourself before you turn on your cell phone and put it on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. What repercussions am I going to face if I do this? If if you gotta ask yourself that question, you're a pretty stupid motherfucker. But anyway, don't go that far. Look, I'm we know that there's racist people out there, people that have Absolutely. racist shit to say, racist tendencies, whatever. It's just a fact of life. It's the United States. It's a melting pot of, of all different kind of cultures, so people are gonna be who they are. And you know what that racist shit comes from? People are afraid to find out and learn about people that's around them that does not look like them. Have a fucking conversation with somebody that don't look like you. You find out most of the shit that you think that that's that's different. It's not really different. The only thing that's different is your skin color. That's yeah. it. It's truth in that, man. But here we are again, man, dealing with another account <laughs> of the very same yeah. thing. So it's almost yeah. as if, like we've been saying throughout the month, like our individuals aiming to one up. Oh, I seen what they did. Let me see what I can do to be remembered during this crazy time. What I mean. The, the 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 question that they got to ask the fuck the cost is too great yeah the cost is too great these two guys probably for i don't know where the fuck they're from in the marines for a few years they're probably gonna lose their careers right when you think about it i mean and, and that's fine because we don't get want kicked them. out and and it's i mean it's public knowledge what yeah. you've done right easy access the same thing with that lawmaker easy access to these statements that she made yeah. and other lawmakers have made you know, so 
and all this stuff becomes public record. Once it's on the internet, it's on. It's for the world to have. It's the world right. sees that shit. Somebody's gonna find it. Your name pops up. Somebody's gonna find the shit that you did. There's no proverbial closet anymore. Right. You yeah. know, your skeletons are walking right next to you. It's just a matter of somebody actually looking behind your ass and finding them. Yeah. Uh huh. You said that shit back in 1985. You said it. Yeah. 1993. You said it. You know. So this this shit. It's I'm not surprised by it anymore. And what I'm gonna touch on now isn't surprising anymore either. So let's talk about Dog Park Debbie. Oh God. <laughs> yes, folks. So in a list of people who are calling the cops on somebody for doing something. She is the next in line. Now, tell it. Tell us about Dog Park Debbie. Uh, okay, Dog Park Debbie is <laughs> step on up. Dog Park Debbie from Massachusetts. She's gone a little bit far at the dog park. She takes her dog to the dog park in the neighborhood, and there happens to be a black guy there with his dog too. Okay. Now, I don't know if you reduce your race to your dog. I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility, but I've never heard that. Wow. So. You're in a dog park. Every dog is off the leash. It's kind of like social hour for dogs, right? So the guy's dog humps on dog park, uh, Debbie's dog. She gets offended. (gasps) She calls the cops. She calls the cops about dogs being dogs. Are you serious? Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? So then the the video progresses and... She she ultimately, I believe, called the cops because she asked the guy to leave. So she was offended by the yeah. actions of his dog to her yeah. dog. And she basically told him he needs to leave the park. Right. Buddy was like, I'm not going anywhere. These are Why animals. And again, now again, yeah. now, now, now let's do give, let's give her a tad bit of credit, right? Yes, you can train dogs. Yes, you want them to act appropriately. But like you said, dogs will be dogs. Now... Had this dog attacked her dog and harmed it, we're probably looking at a different situation. Right, right. But them no, just, no, that's totally different. Yeah, them just trying to mingle and it turns into that. You know what? You, her dog might have been in heat. Yeah, her you dog have been in heat. I you mean, apologize it, yeah. and say, "Hey, I'm sorry." Maybe you leash your dog, you move your dog away, let them do their thing somewhere else, and then you know whatever. But that does not then. What do you call? For, I mean, there's a code number for everything that gets called in, right? <laughs> right. There's a 211, there's a whatever. I don't know all these cop codes. What, what, yeah, what, what is the dog hump dog code? Right. <laughs> like, right. No, hey, hey, man, I, I, I'm lost with that one. And ironically, some Massachusetts, I mean, Bob Kraft, oh. he's trying to get him one. Massachusetts, this guy's dog's trying to get him one. I'm not doing this Nature. with you, Pete. See how Nature you just link? trying to take I, his course, man. Chill out with Nature's that. trying to take his course in Massachusetts <laughs> today, chill, I guess. Chill, chill, chill. I don't chill. know, man. I don't so, know. So, yeah, she's in the long list of, of <laughs> all the other ones. Uh, give me, what, what was the most famous one? Barbecue Becky, man. Barbecue, Barbecue Becky. Becky in Barbecue Oakland. Becky. She, lost her yeah, shit. she lost her shit in Oakland. Over. Yeah, man. You're not supposed to be barbecuing. Oh, he threatened me. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, come on now. Come on now, buddy. Come on. So, so there we go, man. So Dog Park Debbie has joined the list of people calling the cops for absolutely ridiculous reasons. We yeah. have to move on from that, man. We, we, yeah. But you know what? As, as long Until the cops actually say, fuck y'all, <laughs> hang the fuck up. Stop calling here for that bullshit until they get real with these people that's making these phone calls. Not the, well, can you describe them? What do you do? Stop entertaining the bullshit. Yeah. Because what? Because what do you want me to come out here and yeah. do? Yeah, the end result is going to be what? 
You're not going to send a cop out there. Yeah, come on, man. Like, you want them to be protecting and serving, and we give cops a bad rap for how they do that. But now yeah. you're wasting their time, potentially yeah. putting them in a bad mood. So then, and I'm not trying to tie things together, but maybe they make poor decisions later because they've had such a stupid day. And like, I, just I need some action. Two hours. Yeah. Fucking around at a dog park. Yeah. Excuse hey. my French, everybody. I, you know, Absolutely, these, these, The stupidity pisses me off, really. Uh, stupidity really, really bothers me. So, all right, instead of staying on this, this such negative note um, in regards to Black History Month, uh, we, got, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Spike Lee, Mahershala Ali, and Regina King all won Oscars. Right. You know, that that to me is a is a coup because we don't rarely we we hard hell, we've never seen three black faces win Oscars. Um Spike Lee won for best adapted screenplay for uh, Black Klansman. Mahershala Ali won for best supporting actor in Green Book, and Regina King, uh best supporting actress uh for If Bill Street Could Talk. So if you have not seen any of those movies, I've seen all three of them. I recommend them strongly. See them. I'm glad Regina King is finally getting her due, man. She's yeah. a, she's one of the great sisters that act. So, Spike, this has been long overdue. Long overdue. And ironically, Mahershala Ali won an Oscar last year. Mm. You know, right, so back to back, we don't. We, this doesn't happen. So. Go. This has been a good end to uh, Black History Month. So One that right. we will forever remember, man. This has yeah. been a wild, wild one. So are we done with the flash? Are we moving to the ticker? Yeah, man. Let's go to the ticker. Let's talk some sports. All right, man. Let's talk about sports. I'll jump out here in the front, man. First. So real quick, real quick, real yeah. quick, because we got some sports fans listening. We're not going to answer this yet. We're going to answer it after we drop a few first nuggets. But a little, something to think about, listeners. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? That's the question that's coming. So, all right. All right, man. So, yeah, before we jump in there, I'm just going to run off some stuff that real quick that just caught my eye. So, little Jordy, uh, my youngest son, he absolutely loves baseball. Clyde, his dad, don't know shit about the game. Never played it. Uh, Had one experience when my dad signed me up, but I almost got beat up. I literally almost got my ass beat up in practice when he dropped me off, and I think I started hating the game because of that, because right. I was like, these kids are about to jump me and kill me. So, hell no, I ain't playing this game. But anyway. Yo, I got to tell you my, I gotta tell you my experience after you tell me about Jordy. Go ahead. Yeah, but no, so I was just about to link this, that Jordy loves this game, so, you know, he's right. going to start playing like T-ball. He's going to start there. So I'm like, yo, we might try to mold this because these boys is breaking the bank. Bryce Harper, John Carlos Stanton, uh, Manny Machado all signed yeah. $300 million Dollar yep. contracts over you know the last month or so, crazy. That's where the money is. Crazy. Baseball is, baseball is and soccer is where the money is, and 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 the best part, you can do that shit for 10, 15 years, walk away a multimillionaire. I mean, generational type money, and you still have your faculties about you. Your knees still work. Your back still works. Everything. You, yeah. You're good. You're healthy. That's true. I mean, you know, unless, you, unless you take a pitch like yeah. Kirby Puckett and lose but, your eyesight. Or... Yeah, but that, 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 <laughs> man, that would be some that's some horrific shit. Just to think about, about it. yeah. I mean, baseball so, is it's very dangerous. Nobody's yeah. standing in there comfortable with six eleven Randy Johnson throwing a slider <laughs> hundred miles per hour. Now I know you talking about you got your wits about you, but shit, I don't yeah. know, man. That's you take a crazy man. He killed well, a bird with a I baseball. Would rather, I would rather stand there with a bat that gives me a fighting chance than. You know, I, I'm I'm a blindsided wide receiver, and I get my clock clean. The next thing I know, I'm laying in the hospital because I don't remember yesterday. Yeah. Now, Fred, <laughs> you know? Fred said, "Don't forget about catchers because you know they they are 
they have knee problems because they already they yeah, always in they, that same position. Have, yeah. So you got to catch a game, man. That's a long yeah. time to be like crouched down like that. Yeah, Good point, true. Fred. That's Good point, true, man. So, so yeah, so baseball numbers are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> all right, Pete. Which, it made me think about all right. So I little league baseball. I go try out, and it's my turn. I'm up to bat, man. And this is how I knew I would never ever play baseball. I, I didn't really have too much of an interest in it, but I was going to try it like every kid, right? Okay. So I'm standing there at bat. The pitch is coming, but the pitch is coming at me. It's not over the plate. It's directed at me. You know what I did? Mm. Ran. I reached out to catch that motherfucker oh. with one hand. Oh, yeah. That, I was like, oh. That, that didn't feel good. That, I no, know that, that didn't feel good. good. It did not feel good. <laughs> it did not feel good. Okay, so I didn't catch it. Yeah. It glanced off my hand and hit my head. Oh. I, I, that was a wrap, man. I dropped yeah. that bat and I walked off the field. Yeah, I was that, a, it was a wrap. I was done. I'm telling you. I was that. done. For, well, for the other thing too, it's such a, it's just a, uh, a slow paced game. So being a parent, I'm gonna have to be in these stands and this Texas hot, humid. I'm gonna be miserable, man. Like I want to see some action, bro. But they you know out what? there. I don't know, you know man. what, man? You will watch, and you already know Ace is in a, in a, in a busy sport. And it's a sport that that resonates with you. Um, having watched my daughter play. Um, basketball, swim, run track. There are times that I'm telling you, I'm like, if she ain't doing nothing, I'm like this. Yeah. Once she's in there, I'm like, I'm right. fired up. That's true. Fired up. That's you know? true. So it's it's so much more about your kid and you watching, trying to find out. Okay, what can we do better? What can we do? You know, how how right. is 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 Jordy good at? Is he fast? Can he catch? Is he five tool? You know, you, you get them working in those areas, build that confidence up, man. You're going to be like, yo, I'm loving this baseball shit. Mark well, my words. All right. Mark well, my words. I, I got a, a long, slow progression to, to do that, but we'll see, man. So that's it on these baseball numbers. So we'll jump into something else that I found to be pretty um, fascinating. So there's a young female, black female, who just signed um, – to play at Central Methodist in Missouri. She's going to be the first skill position yeah. collegiate scholarship player. Now, we've yeah. seen females make it to college, and they're usually like, you know, kickers or something like that. But she actually plays a skill position. So she's been playing out at a community college in California. She's from Detroit. I think her stats Tony like, Harris. Yeah, Tony Harris, like 5'7", 164, but she's yeah. playing safety. But in the past, she's played receiver and corner in, in uh, high school. So her ultimate goal, of course, is to be the first female in the NFL. Now, again, I'm not saying she can't do this, but this is the first time we've seen an athlete on scholarship right. that's not a kicker, and she's a female. So she's playing a skill position. So, hey. You know, I, I think that the NFL being the NFL, somebody will give her a tryout, a look, bring her into camp just just for the, the you know, the cameras. Ah, uh, yeah. Just yeah. for the press. That's not to diminish anything that she's doing. I'm just saying, the NFL, if if it if it'll get the team like the Jets, some positive <laughs> press, some positive press, come on. The Cardinals. Right. right. The Cardinals. Yeah. You know, I'm with if, you. If, if you can because you think about this, man, if you can get more women to show up to a football game by having her come to camp, even if she just sits on the bench doing, you know, preseason or something. Oh yeah. And then Game two of this preseason, uh, we got to let it go. Draw that, you know, cuts. Right. No, I they mean, gave look. you make a point, man. This yeah. is, don't, we're not going to sit here and act like all these sports are not about big business enterprising. 
they're going to find out, like, hey, especially NFL, we've been losing fans over the last few years. Maybe this will boost us How up a little bit. Back? Who knows? Um, so, again, let's, let's wish her the best and hope that um, she's able to continue to play. Now, she's, she's going to be playing with grown men. Now, and, and, yeah. if, and if I'm playing a sport, I was raised girl, boy, whatever. Hey, yeah. you all on the other team, we're going full speed. It's not going to be no two-hand touch. So let's just hope that, you know, she's ready for that. And I'm sure she is. I'm not trying to say that. And, and what works for her, she's playing defense. Yes. She's playing defense. So, you know, offense, I mean, mm. that's like a big target. That, that's a target. Yeah. That, that would literally be a target on the back. <laughs> oh, you want to come out here with the big boys, huh? Ah. She stick one of them uh, one of them boys hard and, and they get that notoriety. Oh, man. Like, yeah, you got smashed by a chick, bro. That's, ooh. I don't know. So that could be interesting to watch. Now, again, she's going to a small Division two, so you're probably not going to be able to catch her on ESPN or nothing like that, ESPN no. or anything like that. But uh, I'm sure YouTube and all these other streaming outlets will have something that will give us highlights of her playing when she gets her opportunity. So, again, Tony Harris, right? Yeah, Tony Harris. Good luck and congratulations to Tony Harris. All right, P. And moving on in sports, you're talking about wasted opportunities, man. Yeah. So these two individuals have had a storied past. One has been in the league for over a decade. One yeah. had basically a year in the NFL. But Johnny Manziel was cut from the CFL, but he played like and, trash and, up there and, anyway. And, and what's worse, he was cut from the Alouettes and barred from signing with any other CFL team. Well, see, I didn't even know all that. Why did yeah. he, why did yeah. he get barred? Yeah. Did he do something else? It was there was there was provisions in his deal with the CFL. And if he did not meet these provisions, mm. and and the press conference that I watched, they didn't mention. You know, they said the the uh, the the, um, the coach of the Alouettes said, "Look, you're gonna have to talk to uh, the league about it." I don't have the details of it, but you know, there was conditions in his contract. He didn't meet these conditions, and here we are. Mm. So if you if you get cut from the CFL and barred from playing for the CFL. Oh, What's the next possibility? I think Johnny should have waited and maybe tried this uh, American Football Alliance thing. But again, maybe he didn't yeah. know it was coming. But right. I feel like that's more of a developmental league because we know the CFL is already established. And these people, though they're not as big as the NFL, they already have their way about doing things. You're not going to come yeah. in there and schmooze them over. They don't owe right. you nothing. But I think yeah. this, I think he could have, maybe he'll get another shot in the the AFA. Who knows, man? Or maybe he'll try to, the new one that's coming next year, the new XFL. I think Maybe. Johnny's gonna keep trying, but he'll he'll just continue to get rejected. He just wasn't there, man. We we'll no. never forget this, man. You got drafted like number twenty, whatever, and you doing and this, you go bro. Up doing like, this. That's yeah. unacceptable. You're yeah. not even making that big money because you wasn't in the lottery. I mean, you did. You wasn't a lottery pick. You wasn't in the top fifteen. So no. doing this is ridiculous at that point. Like whatever. <laughs> but anyway, Johnny but. has been a, 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 a. I I would say this. He was a rich kid. With a little yeah. talent, had an opportunity, won a Heisman, and then lost his fucking mind. And that's yeah, that, that's man. the that, that's the that's problem. He it. lost his fucking mind, and there was like no appreciation for no. for the sport. So no, you know, none at all. Hey, I was never really a fan, but as we move on, we may have seen finally the end of Pac Man Jones. <sighs> if we haven't, I don't know why. Don't get me wrong; the kid can play, but damn, right. Right, and the NFL keeps giving. All right, you know how we always have conversations. This is usually in our groups about 
this black quarterback can't get an opportunity, black quarterback can't get an opportunity, or he's been cut too soon, whatever. I can tell you what, man. Pac-Man Jones got nine damn lives, dude. At least. He, At he, least. And he killed so, them all off. <laughs> so this time, this time, he got arrested outside of a nightclub in Indianapolis. So Yeah. Was it a nightclub? I thought it was a casino. It's a casino. Yeah, it's a casino. Yeah. Y'all got casinos out there? Yeah, we can come on. I didn't know. I didn't, no, I didn't know y'all had. No, yeah. seriously. I didn't know y'all had casinos out we, there. We got casinos. Talking? Yeah, we okay. do. Okay. So, yeah, he in my city with yeah. the IPD. You don't want to be messing with the IPD, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and he's a free agent. He was with Denver last season. Um, Denver's not going to, obviously, they're not going to, they let him hit the market. I don't see him getting signed. It is what it is. This is something that probably. Five years ago, people were like, I don't see him getting signed. It is what it is. But I think after all of these continuous transgressions, it's apparent. It's time. He is who he is. Yeah. He is who he is. It's time to let yeah. that go, man. It's time for him. And again, we never want to see, because he's still relatively young. He, he might be. I'm 36. I know he's at least, he's a couple of years younger than me. He's probably 32, 33 years old. So he's yeah. still got a lot of life in front of him, but he's got, you know, a, a decade worth of problems in the NFL and who knows a, a lifetime of problems just as you know uh, individual so we hope that he can find the the resources he need to help clean his his life up going forward and, and potentially move on after his NFL career because these things don't do anything but but make no. it more difficult for you to have this next chance after the last chance I mean we all remember the ugly fight in the airport Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff that happened in Vegas nightclubs, I mean, you name it, man, on and on. The, the multiple suspensions, you know, for everything, fighting on the field, drugs. I mean, bro, <laughs> like he, I don't even know how he's continued to play. How? How? I don't know. I, I don't. Man. I don't know. Luck was on his know. side all yeah. those years, bro. So yeah, man, that's Pac Man. So Pac Man and Manziel, we may have seen the last of them as far as any productivity in sports so we probably hear yeah. their name somewhere else for doing something else hopefully we don't but maybe um but like so, you said you started with the with the lebron question right so let's pose yeah. it again people let's pose it again so so um given everything the, the lakers are right now in t- they they they're three games back from the eight seed they're in 10th place in the western conference um san antonio and the clippers hold eight and nine now that being said Will the Lakers make the playoffs? You know, we're, we're talking about whether we see a streak that we may have never seen, we haven't seen previously, come to an end. LeBron James has always been in the playoffs. In my memory, LeBron James has always been in the playoffs. For the most part, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to say this, man. <laughs> the NBA understands what's happening here. Now, we all know that this coming offseason, the Lakers will have – Endless opportunity to improve this franchise. But the NBA also understands that by LeBron leaving, they got hurt in the East because they always had that perennial face. The playoffs in the East are only good because we got to watch who's going to be able to knock off LeBron. And for nine years in a row, nobody has done it. So to answer your question... I believe the NBA understands now that he's in the West, they don't have that perennial face, but they still need him to push the brand. Oh, he will squeak in at eight. And what better to do than say, oh, Golden State versus Lakers, knowing that they're going to get ran over. Yeah. But at least you could say now LeBron is able to face these guys again, and we know what that looks like, and maybe he'll do something. They'll hype it. 
They will yeah. squeak in. Trust me okay. when I say this. I'm talking I, split 500, one game over 500. <laughs> they will get in there and then maybe steal one game from Golden State in the in the in round one and then get ran out and recoup, retool for the offseason to then come back with a stronger team because the Lakers will not look yeah. like this come October this year when the new season starts. That's no, my they, that's my opinion. There's 23 games. There's 23 games left on their schedule. They they've got the hardest schedule of any team that's trying to make the playoffs. Facts. Friday they play Milwaukee. Now, your thought on why um, they need him in? I I totally different from that. I, I I don't agree. Now, and this is why. This is why I don't agree. The East is more exciting than it's ever been. Okay, I'll okay. give you that. You you got you got Milwaukee fighting for it, and you know Greek Freak is is just killing it you got philly in the mix you got boston in the mix you know hey, so chill out because my patients got indiana, better record yeah they indiana, got better records yeah, than both indiana. of the last two you said but, but, but now but what we're seeing now there's more parity in the east than there ever was absolutely so that's good for the brand that yes. i would say that that's more that's better for the brand than that singular team that's always come out of the east because you're talking if we're gonna look at it look at it from the state's perspective 49 states did not give a shit about LeBron James making the playoffs. Yes. Only okay. Ohio did. That's true. So now, now everybody's got skins in the game. Okay. All right. You know? so that, and that's so, why we have this. And, and, and when you think of it, it's, it's about we're almost, we're on the cusp of the changing of the guard. Uh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so now you need to start propping up guys like Jonas uh, in, in, in Milwaukee. Um, I don't know about what they're going to do about Kyrie, what's going to happen in New York, you know, will KD go to New York? The West is, is maybe we're, we're witnessing a power shift. You yeah. never know. And the power comes back to the East. Right. I mean, everything yeah. repeats itself. So yeah. everything we, works in a cycle. So yeah, we can see know? that. Yeah. We can see that. Biggest thing, NBA needs parity. So I'm glad LeBron left to then have the opportunity for, because think about it. Milwaukee is the smallest of the small when you're talking small markets. Man, yeah. Indiana, smallest of the small when you're talking small markets. Like, we don't have any kind of, like, other than regional coverage, which may be covering <laughs> a state and a half. Ain't nobody yeah. getting an Indiana game in Phoenix. You ain't getting no any, unless we're on prime time. You ain't getting no Indiana game. That's, you know that's the only time. But but look at it. You know, Giannis has put the Bucks on the map, and they are getting a lot of these NBA on ESPNs and a Saturday night Friday. game. They yeah, play the so... Friday. That's huge, man. So we need to see that type of stuff. And Milwaukee hasn't had anything to really brag about since probably the late 90s when they had Ray Allen, the big dog, all that. But they still, they didn't pan out. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And 2001 against, uh, I think that was against AI, and AI beat them. Um, But yeah, I mean, then they only got one championship going way back to Big O and Kareem in the 70s, 71, I think. So yeah, this is good for the NBA. Um, And like I said, I'm going to hold that position because I feel like LeBron is such a respectable key piece over the last 15, 16 years that they're not going to just let him like, like embarrass himself out. If you if you make sense. So again, if he if he misses this playoffs, they know that. Cause how does that look? Cause this is my problem. I feel like his his ascension to potentially winning a a championship for the Lakers has to have a story pass. Meaning, okay, year one, bunch of young kids, a lot of turmoil. They made it to the playoffs. They didn't do nothing in the playoffs. Then year two, 
They build the pieces. They get close, and then maybe year three, he wins it. He's done. Story over. Yeah. They they're not gonna be like, oh, there was this one chapter that you want to flip over because he got hurt with a groin injury, <laughs> and then the whole season was a wash. Like, nah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but but I don't. This is this is how I see that narrative. I see that narrative as the West knows who's coming out of the West. So really, okay. does it really matter if the Lakers make it, the playoffs? It don't. No, it, it doesn't don't. make it. And if they don't make the playoffs, it's indicative of the team that's around him. Okay. And everybody knows that that's a shitty team. Look, those Lakers that he's playing with are probably just as bad, if not worse, than his first couple of Cleveland Cavaliers teams. Fair enough. So y'all, <laughs> y- y'all hit us up on the socials. Will LeBron make the playoffs? Start a thread. I don't know. Because he, de- he activated playoff mode. And then first game of activation, ass beat. <laughs> now, he showed out last night, and, and yeah. he, hit, he hit a dagger, and they won the game. But you said, like you said, AD was sitting out at the fourth quarter. They're, they're being weird with what they're doing with AD anyway. He can only know, play but, 20 minutes a game, and yeah. that's from Adam Silver. They handcuffed those dudes, yeah, man. They, they put them in tank mode. They put them in tank mode. They're not even trying to tank. They put them in tank mode. The, the league put them in tank mode. Which begs the question, because why is it always New Orleans that get picked on? Remember the Chris Man. Paul thing got yeah. shot down? Yeah. They didn't yeah. have an owner, so the NBA owners were owning them, too. It was like a weird situation. So I know my boy Gary Ferguson. He's a huge Pelican fan, man. I don't know what's going on. The NBA got it out for you, bro. Shit's wild. He was making hey, plenty man. of comments about AD and the situation and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's, it's a wild story, man. So... That's the ticker. And just, it's about time for some more news news, right? <laughs> yo, yo, you tell us, you tell us about, uh... <laughs> okay, we're talking about the highway shit man this time. Highway shit man. They say when it rains, it pours. And this guy. <laughs> Fuck that kind of rain. Is, Don't want it. I guess he's scaling, uh, what, do you, what do you call those things? Overpass signs? The freeway overpass freeway signs, over, yeah. oh, And... Literally defecating downward <laughs> onto vehicles and the road as people pass by him. I don't know how long he's been doing this. I don't know how what his success on target rate is. I don't know. <laughs> but he was definitely spotted, no, reported, arrested. Bro, where the ideas come from? Shitting from the highway tops. I, I, I can say, again. Holy hell, bro. That kind of shit's never crossed my mind. You can't make this shit up. No. You can't. When we started this segment a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? We had a good one, but can we keep this up? You know, because the first one was, what was the first one that we did? The first one was the condom thing. Yeah. So it was like, can, the, can we keep this up? Yeah. yeah. But knock on wood, so far so good. Because this shit is not ending. The, the wild stories that will not make, you know, CNN uh, they, or MSNBC. It's like just crazy. Falling, falling. They write themselves. They write themselves. We didn't have to look. Crazy. They just kept, wow, did you see this? Boom. Highway shit, man. So, you know, this kind of, now, this is in a different, this is in a different way. But it still puts you in the same, like, heightened sense of alertness of foolishness because i remember back in the day i'd say it's at least five six years maybe even a decade where they were saying that people were putting hypodermic needles used needles underneath gas pump handles and people were you know getting stuck when they went to grab the thing so here we are like (laughs) you go get gas and you're like oh shit like surveying the the pump handle because you don't want to potentially get stuck with whatever biological that's in that needle but now here you are like driving and we already worry about birds shitting on our fresh new wash car it might be a human (laughs) 
over you, over the overpass, trying to connect with your windshield. Or, yeah. I got a sunroof and I like to pop it. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> right? No pun intended. So, oh, shit. What would, you, what would you do if you're driving down the freeway and your car got shit on? By a human being. By a human being. What I don't would even, you do? What a wild I, day that I, would be. I, yeah, I... I I don't know. Go straight to the car wash. It, 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 it just don't. I don't. I don't know. You can't just like, oh, okay, that overpass is on 47th. I'm getting off on 45th and try to find that motherfucker. Cause that's the hard part. There's no way to get to him. But you gonna right. you gonna scale the highway now and fight yeah. it? Fight 20 feet in the air on a highway overpass? I, yeah, we, you we see can't somebody make shit shitting up. around here. You see somebody shitting off the overpass? No. You can't you can't drive around and ask somebody that question. You can't. Let's go back to the potential police report. Sir, ma'am, I'm reporting that somebody defecated right. on my car. Can you describe the victim? White yeah. assed, black assed, <laughs> whatever. It's just a big ass brown clump of shit on my windshield. I I I'm just going straight to the car wash, dude. I, I'm, it, oh, it, you my know what? Goodness. That makes the day shitty, literally. Wow. I'm just going straight to the car wash. I'm washing my I'm washing my car. Call it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Two thirds of the news, news, man. Now let's <laughs> let's jump into something that I find now is something it a gets little bit more worse, important. Yeah, it does get worse. The, the last one, if you haven't seen our 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 uh, see on the doctor page and you didn't get to scroll past it because I think I posted it yesterday. Oh, that yeah. shit's gonna floor you. But we're saving the best for last. Definitely saving oh, the best for last. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's now move into something more uh, lighter and more serious. Um, yeah. And as we get into ask the doctor, man, we've done these before when we're talking about prepping for your future. Um, but this is going to be a little bit different because we're not just talking military on this one. We're, we're talking it, open, open to everyone. This, yeah. This this to me this applies to to anyone. Uh, I was reading through some some sports articles and I ran across this article about a. Uh, this linebacker from the Jets who started. He's a graduate from um, he's a graduate of Penn State. But he goes back and he teaches this course um, about social responsibility, and and, it, and it, it's an all inclusive course about um, how we interact socially. But the biggest part is about preparing for your future, taking care of your money, learning how to invest, um, learning how to save. And one thing that resonated with me was. You know, and, and this goes to what we see in society every day. We see this in probably circles of, of people that work around us, circle of friends, whatever. Usually buying patterns of one affects the buying patterns of others. Absolutely. And, you know, he made it a point to say that how somebody spends their money may be good for them and it may not be good for you. At all, because we know nobody right. wants to be left behind. Everybody yeah. wants the newest of new. You yeah. just want to feel like you're part of the discussion. You bought a new yeah. car, maybe I need a new car. You got the yeah. iPhone XR, maybe I need an iPhone XR. On and on and on and on and on. And what you find yourself doing, old adage in the black community, probably yeah. it may be said in other communities, but you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? And what you find yourself doing is is understanding that you don't know how the Joneses really get down. Maybe they can afford what they're doing, right. or, or maybe exactly. they're just fronting louder and faster and before you yeah. you don't know that but right. it's to your own it's to your own know-how when you're supposed to do these certain things right i tell my airman that right. all the time yeah. oh sir you got a nice car i've been in 16 years right Relax. And that's, see, that's what that's what i would always tell you guys this this is what i tell you guys in the discussion yeah well you rich, if, rich so if at, if at 50 <laughs> if at 50 years old i don't have 
the things that I have, education, car, home, all this stuff, I'm a fucking cautionary tale. I'm not an example. You know, y'all should never look at me and be like, if I don't, if I'm not where I'm at in my life right now, y'all want to be like him. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm your hazard. You, you steer clear. Yes. You know, we joke I, a lot, I, but that is yeah. 100% truth. That yeah. is 100% truth. And, and that, that's always been something that, that's resonated with me. It's something I've tried to always do for you guys when we all work together. Be that example. I'm, I'm the one that's walked 10 steps ahead of y'all. So your path is a little bit easier. Yes. You know, you may stray left to right, but you can always refer back to my footsteps and get to where you you need to be at. Right. And when you think about preparing for your for your tomorrow, preparing for your future, things that come to mind right away. Right. It's like, OK, I need to invest. I need to put my money to use, do this and that and the other. And that's fine. But I think that's just the natural course of things that we don't maybe take the time to truly understand right. what that means. And so another thing that I learned and hell, I, and I can say I'm late to the party on this. The importance of ensuring that you are securing the ones you love, like life insurance and understanding yeah. how to get to a real calculation. Now, again, growing up in the black community, most of our parents have life insurance, but they had it at like like the menial of of costs, which then get, got them the yeah. menial of coverage. Like you got nothing. You're like yeah. some, some individuals, you know, you're like, oh, they had life insurance. But when you look at the policy, they can barely... Bury that person when they pass yeah, away. Yeah, you got enough really pretty much to pay for the, Yeah, you got enough so, to pay for the funeral. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you got to understand what you truly have, how you truly calculate what you need as far as life insurance, and then how to get the best coverage for you. Um, yes. It's stuff like that that you know we don't get taught in school. And if no. you don't have a good mentor in life that you meet somewhere in the journey of walking. You never know these things. And so what you do, you pick up the phone, you see a commercial, you make a call, you start paying somebody. What am I even paying for? How? Right. What are my numbers? What does this coverage yeah. mean? So if I die, you're thinking, oh, well, they're good. But not really, because how did they die? Like, there's all these little loopholes in yeah. the policy. It, it, there's, there's always a question that has to be answered. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and if it doesn't match up with what that policy fine print says, nothing. you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. You get nothing. Yeah. You know. So this, this, is, it's, this is about... Looking at your today and you really ask yourself, do I need these impulse buys? Do I need that? What can I, I always find a reason to say no. Find yeah. a reason to say no to those J's. Find a reason to say no to those cars. And we talked about this before. I, man, I want that 2018, the 2019 M850i so bad. At $127,000, I said no. No. Right. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because... While I can afford it, it's too big of an expense for my mind to process. Yes, and somewhere Mama P is like, yeah, nah, yeah, not yet, kicking me in my ass. Right? Are you you fool? You know. So find reasons to say no to things like that. It may feel like or seem like it's a great idea at the time, but if you analyze it from the aspect of why I don't need this, I don't need it, I don't need it, I don't need it, and you establish your reasons why you don't need it. You won't make that impulse buy and you won't find yourself looking at that car or that those shoes or that purse or whatever with some relative hate in your eyes because you right. find yourself strapped. Or or instantly getting buyer's remorse after you're supposed to have that yeah. feel good moment. Like, hey, I bought yeah. that, I should feel good, but you don't, you feel sick because you're like, yeah. I didn't need that. I just wanted to have it so maybe I can get a couple oohs and a couple ahs. But now I'm like, I'm yeah. the one that's got the front the payment every month or I'm the one that's got to deal with this the situation of owning something I really don't even want it's just cool to be the first to have it you know yep. so 
The, and the other thing that, that I would probably leave this situation on or leave this topic on is understanding that you have to map out and plan your own ladder for your own purchases and goals. And what I mean by that is you understand you can't look. I can't look at UP and be like, man, one day I want to have three of my favorite vehicles in my garage. So rather than focus on that one day. I'm just going to do that shit now, right? Right. And I know yeah. I'm not in a, in a position to do it. So from for me, like I try to you know train up my young airmen, and they see whatever I got going, and they like, oh, I need that mass art money. I was like, you don't understand the process because this happens in time. Because right. like me, like right now, you know, and it's not to gloat. I will never gloat. But at one point in time, I remember my wife looking at me and was like. You're crazy if you think we should have three houses at once. It's like, I'm not getting houses to collect them. Basically, every time we move, it's not time to sell. Because right. I'm telling you, when it's time to sell, we're going to reap the benefits. And she's seen yeah. that once, and right. knock on wood, potentially she's about to see it again soon when we list the other house. But the moral of that story was there was an end goal. We sell right. these houses, we able go. to net this money. Then that becomes this nest egg, and then we build and build on that. Because there's things I want in the future. I would like to have a boat. I would like no, the, to build my final house. But you don't do that tomorrow. Yeah, the game don't do that tomorrow. The game is long. You Absolutely. gotta think long term. You can never ever live in a moment when it comes to your financial future. Not for major those, purposes. Those, those small moments are great. I mean, hey, I want to buy. I don't know, maybe a hundred pair, a hundred dollar pair of shoes, right. and you have money saved up. You don't have no money saved up. That's the last thing you want to do. Yes. You can you can kind of judge. I always this is what I, the mindset that I try to have now. If I don't need it, I can take those that money for those J's and put them in my my savings account. Yep. You know, like I bought those those Russ. I bought those shoes. Yeah. You know what I did? Sent the motherfuckers back. <laughs> and I put I put the money back in my bank account. But you know, I mean, because I don't do I don't do that. I don't right. I don't just impulse buy shit like that. And when I got them, I felt bad about it and I sent them shits back. I unpacked them. Yeah. Looked at them, smelled them. I packed I them shits back up, went straight these. to the UPS, went straight to the UPS store and they mailed them shit back off. I got my money back a week later. But it's it's things like that. Find reasons to say no and look beyond today and try to figure out where you want to be in your future. You know, to me, we talked about this before. Wealth is not a dollar amount. There's no dollar amount that, right. that I would say defines wealth or rich. Choice defines how wealthy you are. What you can wake, if you can wake up tomorrow and say, well, what am I doing today? You find yourself in a place where you're not beholden to a job or you're going to a job that you really, really love and you, you can't wait to get to. That's a choice. It's not an obligation. That's true. So find your way to a place where you get to choose what your day is like every day. You know, uh, and, and a lot of that comes from what your perception of or your end goal of financial security is. You got to save, you got to invest, you know, learn how to do those things. All this stuff is readily available to you. You know, one of the things that, that my new obsession now is my fucking credit score. Yeah. I mean, a <laughs> lot a lot of people are into that. Like, I mean, because yeah. it's, it's something that, that represents you. I mean, if you're not using it. Oh, so be it. But you know it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I don't use it. I right. Don't, I, don't, well, yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't. have no credit cards and none of that right. kind of stuff. But I've learned the nuances of what I need to adjust here and there, yeah. what I can eliminate to raise my score, how to manage my score, all right. that stuff. All of these things, if it deals with your money, 
it matters. Absolutely. And these are the things that they do not teach you in school. They'll rather waste your time, teach you how to how to add and subtract X from Y. To this day, I still don't understand that shit. Right, no need for that. Teach yeah. me how to how to 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 learn to be smarter sooner with my money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but no, like he wrote a book. We've already promoted it. We're gonna promote it again. You know the zero theory, and and it's key. Find it on iTunes and where else do you post that book at? On uh, iTunes and uh, Amazon. And Amazon, yeah. But uh, understanding just how important net zero is. Because what you have to learn is the new shift. When you hit a certain plat or certain goal, you don't want to plateau. You know, for years, I would plateau. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm in five figures. I got 10 grand in the bank. I'm good. So 10,001 is solid. 9,999, no good. But 10,000 was a number. And that just number just set that forever. It's like, no, you got to shift that zero. That zero yeah. should come, like, okay, the new broke number is, I don't know, for you. It's fluid. Maybe it's, it's 50,000. Maybe it's 100,000. It's, it's constantly. Yeah. It, it's, it should be fluid. It's always changing. It's ever changing because Shifted. for me, it's, it's more what I, I've, I've come to learn is once you attain those goals, you know that you can reach the next one. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a matter of proving it to yourself that you can. And it becomes you know? scary when you see yeah. it. You like, look at your bank account and be like, nah. I'm just a broke kid from the hood. I ain't got that yeah. much money. It pulled nah. that Urkel. Did I do that? Yeah, did I that do that? Yeah, you did that, that shit. That ain't yeah, real. Yeah, you did it. But it takes time. It takes, yeah. and if you're married, it takes communication. It takes discipline. Um, and every now and then, you're going to have a hiccup. You're going to have a struggle. You're going to have to work through things, especially when you're married. Yeah. You're going to have to work through things as far as like, okay, every time we get paid, we're going to say this much. We're going to get, I don't want to use the word budget or allowance or stipend, but you're going to say, all right, Here's your amount to do whatever you want. Here's my amount that's going to personally let me be happy. Here's what we need for the house, bills, whatever. Whatever's left, that's just going to carry over, float float us to the next time. But once you figure out the system that works for you and you get to see it, I would say six months. You got to go six months. Nothing, Easily. Six nothing, months. Yeah, nothing becomes truth yeah. in the pudding that is working for you until you've seen it for six months. So you can say, okay, look at my deposits for the last six months. I've been, I've been consistent. Now I yeah. have that confidence to say, hey, look, I haven't hit a, a moment where I had to cheat and steal some. I haven't hit a moment where I skipped it because I was just like, oh, well, I want this, so I ain't going to do it. I'll put it back next time. I haven't, I haven't done that. So if you can keep that consistency for at least six months, then I think it becomes a habit. And it's, yeah. all, and it's good to go. And then everybody that's on that winning team, the family, the wife, everybody starts winning and you start seeing yeah. it. And it's a great and you know, feeling. It's a great the feeling. Best feeling. The best feeling about that. You know, I think I think back to and I was telling telling Brian this one day, the best feeling about where I'm at in my life right now. And this is saying this may sound insignificant trait and crazy is driving to the fucking gas station and I fill up my car and not bat an eye to fill it up. Regardless of the gas price. Yeah. I'm not thinking I only have five dollars in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I only have ten dollars in my pocket. If I only have ten. I can only put seven or eight in the car or whatever. I'm not gauging how much I how much gas I can afford. Yeah. I'm filling my fucking tank up. But that's the truth, you know, man. That's that's something yeah. that's real. Like you'd be like, yeah. you know, when you're doing when you're on that 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 first beginning starting line, and you're sitting there like, man, damn, my car averages about forty five dollars a week. Her car averages about thirty five dollars a week. That's eighty bucks. We gotta do this four times a month. Shit, we talking shit two hundred forty dollars just for that. Like, and you're just yeah. estimating these numbers. You start scratching, you start looking at the number. You're like, oh man. But when you get to that freedom, like that's why I say not only just financial freedom, but the the peace of mind where you retire from a job or a career. And you're like, you know what? If I want to work, I'm good. If I don't yeah. want to work, I don't. I'm good. <laughs> like, that choice. 
everything revolves around choice. Yeah. We've been taught so long. Society has always taught us it's a dollar amount. It's a dollar amount. You got to have X amount of money. And who's to dictate that money? Who? Why should somebody not even living in your house, tell not you. even not even living your struggle, tell you how much money you need to have to be considered rich or wealthy? Because you turn what that shit is. Yes, yeah, because it fuels the system, and yeah. everybody wants you to put yeah. put your money in a certain place because they understand the cog in the wheel. If you guys are not investing in these things and we're not getting these returns, then ultimately the float of society is going to hurt. Well, I look at it this way, okay? I know how I like my money. I don't like to gamble it. I don't do a whole bunch of stocks. You know what? I don't do a whole bunch of that. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got my, my TSP and all that, but I like liquid, <laughs> liquid funds, right? So <laughs> I check my bank account. I'm like, yep, them numbers look good. Now, again, we yeah. know how banks work. If you got a certain amount, you ain't going to be able to go and draw it off. Totally get that. But for me, my then resource shifts to my, you know, real estate. So I'm sitting there thinking, if I'm collecting rent checks, you know what I'm saying? How many funds of income, sources of income are you going to be having? So the way I want to do this is I want to retire. I hope to get a little VA. I hope to get, you know, some real estate money coming in. It becomes residual. I would like to take a contractual job where I work at my pace on my time, take time off. Choice. 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 So everything you were detailing exactly. is choice. Everything. So that's the plan that you initiate and then you follow. But again, if yeah. I'm sitting here like P just bought a new car, Will just bought a new car, Gino just bought a new house, whatever. And I got to keep up. I got to keep up because I'm not in a cool kids you club. You can't keep up. If I'm still in an apartment, you can't. You can't keep up. You cannot keep up. You can't. You can only you can only live at your pace and figure out what your value system is as far as your income, your resources, what you have, what you need, what you want. All of that stuff is determined by you. Right. I can't determine it for anybody. Nope. You know. Uh, and and all of these talks that we've had about finances just just mere advice. You may not even want to hear my shit. I don't know. But if you do, hit us up on the socials. Ask yeah. us whatever questions you want to ask. Savings advice, investing advice. Look, I'm an open book. I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, I will tell you. I will give you the advice. I will tell you. Yes, I floated checks from Thursday to fucking Friday, <laughs> waiting on payday. I've right. done all that shit. I've done it all. Real spit though, man. You know? uh, and the last thing we'll say about this segment, I say, you know, definitely educate yourself. Read books is, I mean, read books is what I'm talking about. Read a book, go to, a, you know, seminars, whatever you might like to do. There's audio talks, all those things. I would just say whatever you do, however you do it, choose the book, the seminar, the audio talk that speaks closest to you. Don't get caught up no in somebody's story of someone inheriting some large lump sum of money and then they already had a a gateway basically to the success story that they're telling you you better find somebody that's either a humble beginning if you have one or someone that you can easily relate to like yeah. like you can see it and real quick you know i don't want to put nobody out there but uh my boy charlie freeman he's in the group um honestly like when i seen him and i got to know his parents you know what i'm saying though i love my parents and they did all that they can do you know, I was able to see a different side. You know, I grew yeah. up in, in pretty much a, a small townhouse. They they had, you know, a nice size house and everything. And both of them were military, right? So as I got to know his family and they became close to me, like I then had a resource right in front of my eyes yeah. of someone that was not a professional player, 
uh, professional sports player or you know some kind of musician or whatever you want to say. I had a real life. Hey, look, look at what this what this family is doing. I had the yeah. work ethic and the strength from my own parents and what I seen with them. But then I had an example of how I can leave where I'm from and grow a little bit bigger than what I saw coming up yeah. in my own world. Yeah. And they have always been like that, you know, that leveling for me. Like, hey, that's where I would want to be, you know, success-wise 20 years from now. And I'm getting there. And he even told me, uh, he's like, what am I, like my second dad, Mr. Freeman. He's like, Wes, I'm watching from a distance, man. I see what you got going on. I remember talking to you and Chuck about joining the military. Now, what, 16 years ago almost. And look at y'all. Yeah. Look what y'all doing for y'all families. Look how y'all raising that. So, honestly, uh, Mr. Freeman, um, I really appreciate that. You know, my dad tells me all the time how proud of me. My mom does all that. I appreciate everybody. It takes a village to raise somebody. And I yeah. definitely had a whole bunch of uh, of help in my corner in that way. And, and I no think matter, everybody played their part helping me get to where I am. So. And no matter how old you are, there's always more to learn. There's always more to learn, more to learn, more to learn. You know, and when all of you guys kind of came, it was like a perfect storm for me when y'all came to, to Luke. And we all worked in that same office together. Um, that was my early stages of actually figuring my shit out, you know. Financially, I was we were getting to a good place, and I started to figure it all out. Everything kind of just lined up to where okay, now I can be an example for other black men. Yeah, and I could I could try to give them the best advice possible, you know, and to try to 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 advance their careers, advance their lives, be good good fathers, you know. And I tell you guys all the time, I met some of the best. You, Gandhi, Gino, Will, y'all some of the best fathers I've ever known. Appreciate that, man. You know, really so. All of those things, that growth goes beyond just financial growth. Preparing for your future is beyond that. How are you raising your kids? How are you interacting with your kids as they grow older? You know, do you have a relationship where they can approach you on any subject and talk to you? No harm, no foul. They know they can clear their minds. They can talk to you about anything that's happened, and you're not going to judge them. You're going to be that father that they need and give them the advice that they need. You know, and these are things that I've learned through my through my my fatherhood through you know me being a father and watching you guys raise your kids too so you know it's knowledge comes from some of the the, the strangest places but you just got to be open to it that's 100 percent, man so we leave you with that not necessarily leave you from the show but we're gonna leave you that with that segment you know how are you preparing for your tomorrow in all aspects financially being a parent being a husband and or a wife um, just setting up your life for where you want to be in your next, you name it, 5, 10, 15 years. Um, so, Pretty, I appreciate that segment. It was about time to do one, and yeah. we took it from a different perspective, so I appreciate that. Also, boy, my boy Cyrus King, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you welcome stopping Cyrus. by. Um, so, man, let's actually get into our, our, our TPD this week. Um, and, you know, you, you posed the question earlier in the week, right, about how... Yeah. Uh, what would we do to help society? Because we know right now society's in a wild, wild spot. Like yeah. everything that we know to be whatever we consider normal was has changed significantly over the last two and a half years. I mean, and probably even go back yeah. long, but definitely in our face right now, two and a half years yeah. politically, social change. Like it's just wild, man. And so. You know, the question is, in a society that's pretty much messed up, however you want to phrase that, what would you do to make it better? 
So, P, let me let's let's jump out there, man. Let's let's let you start this one and and, and let's kind of get to talking about that. You know, um, I think first we've got to start. I can only start with me first. You know um, how I impact the world around me, and um, I, it usually starts when when you find yourself in a in a negative headspace. You gravitate to all that negative energy that's coming from all this bullshit we see on the news, social media, even the shit we see in the streets. You know, you're going to run across more often than not a stranger that you run across is in a bad place because we live in a bad time. You know, and if you find yourself in that bad headspace, Lord knows how that that outcome is going to, you know, boil itself over. So look at yourself first. If you find reasons to be happy in your life, find reasons to be satisfied in your life. You know, no matter what station in life you are, uh, there's reasons to be happy. You're alive. Your kids are healthy. You know, you may be in a great relationship, things like that. Find a reason to latch on to that. Change yourself first and then address the world around you. You know, the world around you can only react to you. You can't impose your will on it. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can impose your will on is you and, and, and your sphere of influence. Right. People that come in and out of your lives that matter to you the most, you know, if you're negative, that negativity feeds off from your kids, your spouse and vice versa. You know, so. If you're perpetuating that in your daily life and then you you're you're casting it out in the world around you, you're just further perpetuating the hate and the anger that we see every single day. So for me, it's got to start with me first. I'm with that. Uh, I actually chose to to use an example to kind of build my case. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, this is almost kind of like that, that Miss America pageant question. Like, oh, you know, how do you, how would you change the world if, you know, how they always ask. And I'm not trying to, you know, talk about them ladies, but, you know, they always give them a question like that. And like, I would just want world peace or some shit that ain't real. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to go to what you sent me, man. So again, I'm sorry. We have so many topics. I don't remember every little bit in peace, but I don't know what the school district was or whatever, but basically um, a black teacher for Black History Month um, made a display, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, we always bring Colin up, but she made a display, put it on her door, and basically it was, you know, it was her way of talking about the social injustices that we currently face in today's society and, um, you know, making her students aware of not only are individuals that have already passed you know, important, but there's also individuals of today that are just important because they're doing those things now. Right. Well, it was offensive to a student or two, and you know, in this world, it only takes one. So guess what she had to do? In tears, she removed the display. So it was, it was the system telling her that you've made one kid uncomfortable, your whole idea, your whole educational um prowess that you may have for what you're trying to do for these group of students has to stop yeah. because Johnny or Jimmy or Kelly or whoever didn't like it told mommy mommy reported it so my problem with society when did it become that everyone was so offended by everything they were never held accountable for anything and they could definitely turn a clear blind eye maybe two to what's right in front of them because what's in front of them that's actually bad is something that they align themselves with as far as 
what they may have voted for. Yeah. So my problem is I would, if I could, change the way everybody is. <laughs> I would do things to help make people calloused again. Because I think sometimes you have to face things that you're uncomfortable with. If yeah. I don't like something and I'm one of 100, I now have to change for the other 99. Right. You're the, you're the minority. You're the minority. And, and it, you're, you're, not, you're not in that decision-making you know, entity because you're, you're the lesser voice. And that's not to diminish your voice. Yeah, we understand that you're uncomfortable, but this matters to far more people than you. Look at the historical significance, however you want to frame it. Right. Um, and and I, I truly understand where you're coming from. And you know why we aren't as callous as we used to be? Because people run from the fucking truth. People run from yeah. the truth. The and truth is not always, you know, ice cream and cookies and make everybody happy. No, we do not live in a, in a world where everybody gets a trophy. Right. Where and, everybody smiles. And, and, where everybody's yeah. supposed to be made to be happy and comfortable. That's not this world. That's not the world. I, I don't remember there being a time like that when I grew up. You know what? Hey. Get your ass up off the ground, boy. Stop right. crying. That, that's what I was told. Yep. Clean yourself off. Get over yeah. it. And to, and to continue my point, you know, it's like we know it's kind of silly to say, you know what I'm saying? Well, social media came to the world and everything went crazy. We already know technology is going to continue to advance and change and grow us as right. humans. It's how right. we accept technologies. But what I'm saying is there became a time where we lost sight of what it was to be a productive person in society. Meaning right. everybody held everyone accountable, or, or at least were supposed to on every level. I go to schools. My biggest problem with schools is you still have the same situation with a lot of older teachers, okay, trying to teach and show these, this, this young generation, you know, how to learn how to be educated, the importance behind it, but they have no authority anymore. Right. You can't paddle nobody. You can't, all you can do is send a ton of emails and a bunch of phone calls about a child's behavior. And because parents don't take onus like they once did, you're now looked at as a freaking abuser if you pop your kid in the mouth in the store or light yeah. their ass up because they acting out and disrespecting somebody or come up to the school like an old black mom or grandma would do back in the day and embarrass their ass on the spot to then change that behavior right then because that doesn't exist anymore because you'll now yeah. be put in a police car for abusing them. What do you have? You have a, a, a wild generation that actually has their parents, a lot of them, and they still don't have control. You got TV shows that are showing kids like, oh, I can't control my kid. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, he, he cusses me out and slaps me, and they got all these programs, Scare Straight. I don't need to send Ace no. or Jasmine or Jordy to no nope. Scare Straight. Scare no. Straight is inside of the walls I live in. I will fuck you up. <laughs> but, but not to get crazy, it's just like, when, when do we lose control of our own small little parts of the world to then right. be able to affect you know, the, the gravity that is the entire society? I don't know. I don't know. Like, don't know. I'm sitting it here talking like, like I'm 60 overnight. years old. Yeah. It like, seemed like it happened overnight. I'm only 36 years old, but I was like, I can, I can remember 18 years ago when I was graduating high school. Yeah. And now I look at these new kids and everything they're doing. I'm like, y'all don't even know how to cross the street good yet. Y'all don't even understand what you're about to walk into. 
but you're going head first nowhere and doing it very fast. And I'm like, why is it that we are afraid to put our foot down? History repeats itself. Bring it back into the school system starting at a young age. Like, look, we fucking kids up again. <laughs> I'm not I'm not about to be wasting time calling Man, you. We got I, the the fucking cherry wood hanging on the on the damn wall right there. We about to light his ass up. But these parents, yo. you ain't gonna hit my baby. Ain't nobody gonna hit my baby. See, you being Somebody stupid. may need to hit that parent. Because your baby Somebody, gonna yeah. end up hitting your ass. Yeah. And then you on a TV show. Yeah. Boy, this shit is crazy. So I think it's it's little kinks in the system, and this is a super, super large attack of a question. How could you change? But that's just the one that I choose to change on. We so fucking offended for everything. And in a world that we're trying to include everybody, I find like people are you trying to be offended with with, yeah. with with a with a multicultural society you with can't. so many differences. Everything. You can't be offended because in in this in the in the construct that we know our country to be, what offends me may not offend the next person and vice versa. Dog Park but Debbie there, Barbecue there is no, Becky. <laughs> there is no blanket. This is how everything should be done. Nobody gets offended. There isn't. Because I'm offended that that's how people are fucking thinking. Freedom of speech is a wild thing, man, because yeah. everybody has it and we would never ever remove that because that's just this is our country, that's how we do things. But right. at the same time, no one's voice speaks louder than the next. Okay, yeah. and we're working hard to be a more inclusive society. You know, a whole bunch of things are changing right in the front of us, and that's good. And that's because we should work to understanding that everyone doesn't walk in a straight line. I get that. Yeah, but this little kid's feelings is hurt, or maybe they've heard mom or dad express their dislike. And that—that's usually where it starts. For the from. scenario, that's usually where it starts from, instead of okay. Come here, little Johnny. Let me explain to you why this bothers me. Right. Okay, this is my value system. This is why I feel the way that I feel about Colin Kaepernick. Because you take, or whatever. Something yeah. Because you take that same scenario, and what I'm saying right here when I say this is, she's a teacher of a school district, and definitely of a particular school. So what I'm saying is, she had to run her ideas by her administrators. Yeah. If they saw it fit right then, like yeah. That's fine. Because there's no way you're going to post that and nobody sees it. Everybody's going to be like, oh, did you know she had a Kaepernick hanging up? So to stay on task, initially, her administrators approved it. Okay? Yeah. One parent, maybe two, say something. Now they, tr- now, now they trump the administration and rip it down. It's and no up, puns attended on that Trump administration. All, all, of, <laughs> all of, of Black History Month. It's been up all of Black History Month. And then the last week has got to come down. You know, it's got to come down the last. Week. And it's not like it she could, could do that. Couldn't in even secret. finish, right? It couldn't even. They couldn't even let her finish the the you know last two three days of Black History Month. That's my because problem, somebody man. was offended. But you know, nobody has a backbone. You think about the military, like it's a matter of a conversation. Yeah, senior Yo, NCOs are supposed this to is, have backbone. This is the end goal behind this this conversation. And you and I of of her putting this this uh this, this you know picture of Colin Kaepernick up or or this this artwork of him. Now we talked about this. Every Black History Month, it's always the same. You can, you can cross-reference 50 states in every school in all 50 states, and it's the same curriculum. We have the same thing. The same stuff I heard back in 1980-plus when I was in grade school, they you heard. Today. Right. And the kids, kids hear today. today. Rosa Parks, so, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in the mind, in, the, in a kid's mind of this generation, Black History Month is, well, the civil rights 
uh, movement is no more because hell, Martin Luther King is dead, Malcolm X is dead, Rosa uh, Parks, Parks is dead. Uh-huh. They're all dead. Yeah, you know. And so, this this lady chose to choose some individual that's active right now, showing yeah. that this is something that we can look at those people as forefathers and and and, and figures that that help to bring more attention and awareness to what needed to change. But that's not something that happened once and now it's over. Like yeah. there's individuals still trying to make the change and do it at, at all levels using their platform. Here yeah. he is basically forfeiting a career to put his message out because it's bigger than him. It's bigger yeah. than the game. And yeah. she used that. And the administrators were on her side, apparently, because there's no way she's going to be able to do that if they tell her no. There's but no now all of a sudden you got to rip it 24, down. 24, 25 days of a 28-day month, and then suddenly you got to rip it down. You know, That's my problem with society, bro. Because everybody's voice has to matter today. They're right afraid now. to have a conversation. They're yep. afraid to have a conversation. And the one thing that we learn in the military, you're not going to make everybody happy. No, but you got to make you some know. tough decisions. Yeah, you got to make some tough decisions. And and it's about any time that, and, and I reference any time in my career, any time that I've had to do something that was counter to what my troops thought was the right thing to do. Complete fucking transparency. This is what it is. Yep. And this I, is what it is. Yeah. If you agree with it or not, it's irrelevant. Using, this is what it is. Using that example, because that's the one I chose. If I'm the administrator, that parent calls the school. Did you know you have a teacher doing XYZ? I want that down. Well, let me explain something to you, ma'am. That curriculum that she decided to use is part of the curriculum of the school. She chose to use someone that is active right now. Because yeah. what she's trying to say so is... culturally significant right he, he, now. She's basically talking about the social injustice of what's going on. She's not saying that he kneeled and therefore that's right. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So you right. can have your opinion because you're seeing the person and trying to relate it to your own view of him. You can hate Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks. And then do you want me? Should I then take that out of the school too? Because you don't have a, you have a problem with that, or is that okay? Because it's already you know approved by the system. doctor. We out. Been fifty years ago. Like that's my point. Like you're not gonna. You don't get to have a voice that then makes me do something right away. It's not like you're the customer, <laughs> and you always have to be right. Because we know the the customer is always right when in those scenarios. But you're not the customer here. You didn't yeah. buy something, and we we slighted you or, or treated you wrongly and therefore you want a refund like that's not how this works no we're trying no. to educate these children and make them aware of what's going on around them and what you if you don't like this man then here's what a backbone remember i'm going to yeah. give my change to society some backbone for individuals need to have it well if you don't like this man nothing says your child has to go to this school right it's not about numbers. So now what are you going to do? You know, it's not about numbers. Little Johnny does not have to be there for the school to exist. That's And that's my point, man. Like, as as a person that has grown up in the military and ascended to ranks from airmen to junior NCO to senior NCO, you have to have difficult conversations. Hell, I had one today. Yeah. So my point is, you can have your point. I can have my point. What makes us adults is the fact that we can hear each other. And maybe agree to disagree. And ultimately, if you outrank me or you're more authoritative because of position, then I have to understand at least I spoke my point. And therefore, if I'm trying to protect a certain group of individuals that I'm in charge of, 
I know I did my due diligence for them. I didn't just roll over and leave. And so as an administrator in the school, if she was doing something that was blatantly offensive, right? Like she was saying, you know, white people are terrible. Look what they're, look how many black people are getting killed by white cops yeah. and all white cops are terrible. Say something because that ain't right. But by using somebody that's currently active and giving these kids something they can relate to versus, oh, we talked about Martin Luther King, you know, whatever. Somebody who died 50 years ago? Way before I was even a thought. And right. we're not trying right. to discredit Martin Luther King. Right. It's just that, like, that, we can't keep doing it. at all. Right. We, we can't, can't keep going back to that. It cannot be where every, every Black History Month, everything that they learn in school is culturally insignificant to today. To today. That's there the key word. There has to be some relation to today Absolutely. to where you learn better. People, yes. historically, it's been proven that people learn when they can associate what they're learning with what they see in their day-to-day. -day. Absolutely. I Absolutely. see Colin Kaepernick on TV in these commercials. I know that he was, you know, whatever happened to him in the NFL, and this is what he's fighting for. I may not agree that he takes the knee. Now, yeah. me personally, take that knee, man. I'll take that knee with you. But some people may feel, well, I may not agree that he takes a knee, but I understand, understand. why he's doing it. Right. And, and that's that right there is connecting socially. That's yes. connecting culturally. Even if you don't understand it, even if you don't agree with it, you know the gist of why it's happening. You know why he's taking a knee and what he's fighting for. Yes. And so, again, to support the question, yeah. how I would change, people have to have backbone. And it doesn't have to be confrontational, but you cannot be afraid as a whole in society to tell an individual no. You just can't because at every freaking opportunity somebody knows that their voice is going to change what they don't like then yeah. they're going to use it but what we see here's what we see here's the irony because there's irony in everything yeah voices definitely say we don't like what we see that's happening in the country right now that shit ain't changing <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like hey no. man I, i'm not on the side of this individual or this party or whatever i guarantee you nobody's going to take that voice and be like okay you're right you know what Mr. President, he don't like you. You're gone. Nope. <laughs> it don't work that way. So why yeah, do we do it on, on the ground level? We didn't right. like what you talked in, taught in school today. Therefore, take it down. Okay, gone. No, man. We, can't, we cannot continue to move about that way because yeah. everybody thinks that they're more privileged than the next. Oh, your dog is in the park next to my dog and did what dogs do? I'm calling the cops. And these cops are going to protect me and my dog. From what? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the line, like you said, the line can't continue to be pushed further and further back to appease the, the, the few. And it fucks over the many. Yes. Sounds like you know. a, a tax policy or something. Side note. <laughs> sad, <laughs> sad, sad note. Sad note going from, from damn near 10 to 3,000. Anyway. Yeah, that sounds like a tax policy. I mean, but uh, and and everything that you describe, um, pretty much coincides with my point. You control what you control. You control you. If I say something to somebody and it offends them, I'm not gonna apologize for my truth. Why if, should you? If they're offended, if they're offended, hey, that's on you. Yes, but find a way. When you're in those positions that have impact over so many, whether, yeah. you, whether you're in the military and you're a supervisor and you don't know how to 
correlate the message you're getting told from your superiors or you're in a situation like this, you're a school administrator, and you got one or two parents complaining about something, but it doesn't really affect the masses. They just don't like something. You have to find a way to professionally carry out what's right. Ma'am, right. I'm not about to change, or sir, I'm not about to change everything about my system, our system, the agreed upon system, because you are deterred for your own personal reasoning. Because guess what? When you then give that same group of people another example, right? Like, you know what? And I'm not saying this is it. So any gun lovers out there, I just feel it's the yeah. perfect time to use this as an example. But as a parent, I can be uncomfortable walking into a Walmart where you can open carry and you just feel that I can open carry just because the law says I can open carry. And I got I kids. Yeah. I see that shit all the time. I, I got kids that like, oh, look, he got a gun on his hip. Yeah. <gasps> and, oh, dad, what does that mean? So my point is, if I then go complain, like, hey, man, I didn't like that. You should remove his gun because I didn't know. My life could have been on that. What you going to do? Fight me tooth yeah. and nail. The system yeah. ain't going to change on, in my yeah. behalf. So why does the system got to change on something at another level? See, never, no one ever likes to hear the comparisons that make sense. I'm logical. I'm always going to give you an example that makes sense. So if I don't like your gun, if I don't like the gun on your hip in an open place, because I don't know you, you don't know me, right. and yeah. I have a problem with that, do I have the right to tell somebody, look, make him remove that gun? You're going to fight me tooth and nail. So when you walk into school and say, we don't like that you're putting up a, a very, very, very uh, in-my-face display of something I don't like because I just don't like it, take it down. And we take it down, then you just won. That's bullshit. Yeah. You can't you have won, them both. You won with with absolutely no merit. No merit. None. Just because you didn't like it. And you're you're defeating the purpose of an education. Absolutely. You're taking absolutely. away a teaching moment for kids that need teachable moments. This 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 topic here really um, reflects where we are as a society. This is America's teaching moment. Now, will America learn? I don't know, man. I've That's the here. question. I've been here and, for thirty six years. I don't know. I'm. A, I'm. A, <laughs> I can be. I can be a cynical motherfucker sometimes, and this is one of those times when I'm like, Nah, I don't see America learning from this. I see this continuing to perpetuate itself over and over because there's such a divide uh, to where, you know, one side is, I want my country back. Yeah. And you and 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 anyone with a brain can figure out what that means. And then the other the other side is this is a, a, a diverse country yeah. and our diversity makes us great. And and one thing, and again, I'm still using that same example to take it one step further in a country whose roots are built upon one word, democracy, being able to to come to a vote in a decision or being able to come to a decision based off a vote. If the yeah. situation is that just like that. Hey, these two individuals don't like it. You know what yeah. you do? You bring that to the board. Maybe even bring it to the majority vote and the have majority a majority vote. vote. And yeah. if that majority vote says that they don't think that it's the right thing to do, or they don't, they don't see the need to remove this display because it was approved, and this is what she's doing to to push her message for that educational piece, then we don't yeah. take it down. And unfortunately, right. you lost the vote. So again, because people are sour and they want to make their own choices and decisions, your child doesn't have to go here. Yeah. Re remove them. Yeah. Go on. 
Five. There's other schools in the district. <laughs> right. right. You know, so so you, why didn't we get to that? That's what I would have yeah. said. Let's you, have a vote. You, you, stunt, you stunt your kids' learning ability yep. because of your personal feelings. And you know what that calls? You know what that requires, again, for probably the 10th time in the last 10 minutes, a fucking backbone. So yeah. that's what administration should have did. Okay, you know what? We'll bring it. We'll have a quick closed group meeting after school. Where we'll vote, vote, vote amongst it. We'll do it amongst the parents, whatever it may be. We're gonna take this quick vote, and then if the numbers come out that more people see it the way you see it, then okay, majority yeah. has it. But if it comes yeah. out that hey, there's only three percent of the individuals that don't like it, guess what? I don't see, like it when it when it snow, but it snow. Damn it, I ain't got no choice in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? What What's happened is we've seen over over the last two and a half, three years. The the people who've always felt like, especially over the previous eight, they felt like they were marginalized and looked over, looked past. They finally found a voice. Right. Sounds just like them. And now they go from being what they perceive as the oppressed to being the voice of the majority. They're not the voice of the majority. Mm. They're still in the minority. They're still, this country is, has, has thrived in spite of hate. That's a sad statement right there, P. You know, that's a it's sad thrived statement. in spite of hate. And we see this hate revisiting itself. It's revisiting this country. You know, we saw the hate back in, you know, during the civil rights movies, movement during the 60s and the 70s, uh, black power movements in the 70s. We saw these things happen. And we're seeing them happen again. Yeah. This is, this is where America really, really disappoints me we have such great and 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 a deep rooted history in this country you know america has a lot of fucking history but nobody takes the time to read it yeah no one takes the time to look at those ugly chapters and say okay we gotta not do this shit again okay you know we had slaves that's not right we oppressed the japanese during world war ii that's not right you know we came here and we shit on the Indians. That's not right. We need to make some of this shit right in this country. You know, you know what? I... <laughs> what America has done, this is the one thing that America has done and it didn't have to do. Okay. After the Holocaust, after World War II, all this stuff died down. They paid reparations to Jews. Why they paid reparations to Jews is because we did not do anything at the beginning of the Holocaust to stop the Holocaust. Which is why I, I truly understand people of color, us, black people, look at this shit like, yo, we built this goddamn country and we, we don't reap any benefits from it. You know, we don't, we have not been given our just due for making this country what it is. So, yeah, I can understand why we as a people are angry about that stuff. You know, why we still, we're still giving money to Israel every year yeah. as a country, you know. All of this stuff is, is in our history, but we fail to learn from it. I've uh, heard it described before is we're the youngest, but we're the wrongest. In our little 200 plus years of existence, we've done more wrong than countries that have been standing for yeah. shit, I don't know, since Jesus yeah. was here. And, and we continue to do wrong, yet we always want to take the moral, we always want to take the moral high ground. Yes, yes. You yes. know, that American exceptionalism, we talked about this last, last season. 
American exceptionalism is gone. We cannot continue to live off of it. And in a society that we're, we're generating now is reflective of how it's gone, how far it's gone. Yeah, we, we really have to put our minds and our hearts into what it is that we want to see. Because, like you said, to start your part of the segment, it starts within us. Yeah. And so what I find it very difficult um, to, to believe and sometimes even listen to is people will point all these fingers. This is why that person's wrong. This is why that person's wrong. This is why that person's wrong. Meanwhile, <laughs> the whole mirror reflects you. Yeah. And you're like, what have you done to change you? What, yeah. is, what is your position on things that bother you? That you continue to enforce on others right because you don't like something now you have the ability to judge someone else but already in that statement that's a, a a double negative you don't like something so you're judging somebody that makes you yeah. just as bad well i don't like the fact that he took a knee and therefore my kids ain't gonna know that what the hell they got to do what he stands for yeah i don't like the fact that money makes people go crazy and then money is the the root of all evil, and then money is the only thing that some people do certain jobs for. But at the end of the day, I can't freaking sit here and boycott money, or I ain't gonna be able to live. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna make it. I need it. So we need to think. We have to face the things. And in a way, this is the craziest thing that you might hear me say. I'll see you on the doctor, but I think it's it's relevant for individuals of color. We had to absolutely go through a time, in my opinion, where we seen something that we thought impossible. The ascension and rise of President Obama and him being a president for eight years and that pride and glory and everything that a lot of people felt behind that. To then be able to face something in our face blatantly. Yeah. Like on before. Because, yes. There was all they always looked the same. We know that. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. They always yeah. look the same. There's only one yeah. that looks different. But never in lifetime, not least modern day, was it like punching your face, beat Damn you up. Mine. I'm yeah. here right now, you see this. Yeah. To then maybe help make us more aware of why you just can't vote one time and say, Oh, well, there's a black man on the card, I'm gonna go race out there and then have all these promotions, get out and vote people, Jay-Z, P. Diddy, that needs to be all the time. Because we're not going to always be represented by somebody that looks like us, but we got to put our minds to the absolute candidates. Minds and hearts. And understand what's happening. Right. But they need to, we we need, they need to have an understanding of what our needs are. Absolutely. They need to speak eloquently for us. And in a way, voice our concerns. We have to remove all of this. What are they going to like? I feel like people only align themselves sometimes in our culture with people that look like them. Yeah. Right. So if it's not a black person, I ain't got nothing to say. Or, you know, all all of them going to do the same thing anyway. Like I'm tired of all these overarching statements that are not necessarily true because we're part of that problem. And if we want to be, you know, a a culture and and a society that moves together, regardless of race, and we only want to point out when somebody's doing something racially to us, then look at the mirror. If you're making these statements open and honestly and blatantly, how can you not say that you're in a way casting a a bigotry type stone? How can you then say, 
you know, humbly and honestly that you don't have a racial bone in your body if you're only talking because let's say it does go that way. Yeah. Or you then then it's like, well, it's about time. It's not the fact that right. well they can get oppressed now. <laughs> At least they ain't us. <laughs> like I'm a realist, man. But but but, but, but you know biracial baby, man, I gotta take that, care of her too. That's you know what I'm that's saying? one of those that's one of those things where, you know, the historically oppressed and minority be like, Yep, it's their fucking turn. Right. And we're seeing, we're seeing good. it's, but but that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing yeah. it's their fucking turn. Yeah, that, it's their turn. It's their turn. You know, pushes it, it, us further away from being right. inclusive. Right, way exactly. further away. Exactly, and it's it's those eight years may have made all of us people of color happy. That's where the uncomfortableness of having a brown face in the White House when the power structures has always been 43 previous iterations yep. of it were all men who looked the same, yep. you know, yep. um, that made a lot of people uncomfortable. So this divide that we see now, it was just a crack right. during those eight years. And we've seen a chasm develop over yep. the last two and a half, you know. So how do we narrow that chasm even back to a crack? Right. And, and, you know, and don't get it twisted, you know. I love that I'm black. I love that I have a culture that's different. I love that we have a heritage here in this country that gives us an identity. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. in a world where we are talking about making change and making it whole for everybody and everybody can move freely, nobody's getting profiled, nobody's getting harassed, we can't sit here and then start to break it down into sections and say... Yeah. This is for this, and that's for that. Like, we have to honestly say, look, strip away all of that darkness, you know what I'm saying, and make it smooth playing ground. If I'm dating a white lady because that's what I choose to do, why the hell am I getting blasted by my culture, getting blasted by other people? Like, just be like, yeah. shit, that person's happy. If that's it, his choice. Yeah. That's her choice. Regardless of the situation, somebody wants to change their gender, that's what they do. I ain't with it, but that's what they want to do. Us, Accept none of us it are all. walking. None of us spend a day in the other person's shoes, ever. 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 So to to instantly place judgment, that speaks more about your insecurities than anything. Your individual insecurities of, than anything whatsoever. If you're looking at a gay person, you're like, <gasps> yeah. you're offended that they're gay. Now that's different from not giving a fuck that they're gay. Right. You know you don't different. care that they're they, you don't care that they're gay. So what? They go about their lives. You live your life. Yeah. But if you're offended when you see, you know, a lesbian couple or a gay couple. That speaks more about your insecurities than anything else. Or a if you see some, man yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah, or you see an interracial couple, or if you're white and you see, you know, black people, and you're uncomfortable, or if you're black, you see white people. It all applies. It's a rule, the rule of thumb across the board. If you are uncomfortable about what you see and you don't know shit about it, yeah. that speaks more about your insecurities than anything. And it has then the, nothing to do. And then the worst part, that person. It, and the worst part of all of that, and and we're gonna get off this soapbox. And the worst part of all that is because then what people love to do, and you know they don't live in that day-to-day -day action, talking about being religious, going to church, start thumping the Bible. When the Bible says yeah. that's wrong, when last time you opened the Bible and read the rest of it? Yeah. Maybe they are in the wrong based off the word, but at the same time, there is a part, huge section that talks about judgment, talks about passing judgment, the one that hasn't cast the first stone. Like, you, you don't want to read that part. Skip yeah. that, skip that. Yeah. So just yeah. flip that. 
Look, thump the page and go past hey, that hey, one. I'm only focused on this. That that one page of truth, <laughs> yeah. you don't want. Because it don't because go with your story. Not, it doesn't support your argument. <laughs> right, right. You and know, that's the realist, it, man. It's pretty fucking pathetic when you can th you throw the Bible out there. Yeah, I know I'm cursing. You throw the Bible out there to support your argument, but you, you conveniently thump past all the things that are counter to your argument. It's back to looking in the mirror. You point yeah. your finger at everybody, and it's a yeah. whole mirror that's showing your reflection. You don't never see that one, but you could be like, man, that person is this. Yeah. That person, look at them. Oh, my God, look at that. Oh, that's Man, then I'm going to use my voice because maybe yeah. I am in a society that's, that listens louder or listens more clearer <laughs> because <laughs> I am a little bit lighter than you. Maybe right. my voice will articulate a little bit smoother and louder, and therefore I'll get my way. But we already know how that goes. Yeah, we know how it goes. I would love to see, and I'm not trying to cause no craziness, but I would love to see a minority student talking about minority being black kid in one of these schools where it's like predominantly white, but maybe that kid's there on scholarship, maybe they're there for basketball, whatever, and they have a problem with administration. You know, Black History Month, you don't focus on anything that's helping my kid grow. Yeah. Let's see if that administration You're changes. You're not focusing on anything yeah. Current day. You know, like I looked at what what the section was for Black History Month yeah. and in your school district it's really kind of skimmed over. Oh man, well this has been approved from these stories and we do a good job of pushing um our educational values and it's important to us and this is what we agreed upon. It's two it's two sentences. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There yeah. were some people that did some yeah. stuff in the sixties. There's some yeah. shit that, that that caused some problems, and then finally we got with the program. We changed some laws. Chapter next, and it I glosses I was, over. Yeah, it glosses over more than four hundred years. Yeah, and I would love it to glosses see, over current day. I would love to see if that black family got their way. Yeah, I would love. Or you know what? Yeah. It's it's offensive when you talk about things that we know were dark times when white people did bad things to black people. Therefore, I don't want you to teach certain things in your curriculum that talks about that. I don't want them to know about the Ku Klux Klan and nothing like that. Or I don't want to know. Yeah. You, you think they're going to take it out? You know, what's funny, I'm glad you mentioned that. You I know, I know so. this, this, this segment is going a little bit long, but um, I just want to just highlight something um, that I, I saw on Vice uh, a couple of days ago. So we're talking about communist China and how they, they control the information, right? Um, Tiananmen Square in the 80s when uh, the Chinese military shot and killed all those protesters on Tiananmen Square. I, I'm World history knows this. This reporter from Vice stopped two, two young kids, teenagers, maybe college students in China and asked them, uh, do you know about Tiananmen Square? They have filtered information so much that these people, they don't even teach that. It's been erased from their history books. Now, the point I'm making is we may not have completely erased slavery, oppression, um, civil rights movement from our history, but we filtered it enough to where it's insignificant. Yeah, because it was ugly. We discussed that all yeah. the time. Yeah. We, we, as a country, do a very good job of erasing our ugly. You know, yeah. it takes a lot for you to uproot the truth in things when you find out that in a way... Things that were going very, very bad for the world, we were benefiting from. We already know about the was it the big five, big six companies, yeah. uh, you know Rockefeller and all that. Them, yeah. them dudes was about their dollars. 
And yeah. everybody knows oh, yeah. that war equals big money. And guess what? Yeah, I put gas in the diesel ship overseas. As <laughs> long as I get my return, I'm good. Oh, they killing people? Mm, that sounds fucked up. I'm still getting paid. Until you can't do it anymore. Right. Until you're right. forced. Like, yeah. okay, we have to do something yeah. now. But how, many, yeah. how, how long have you benefited? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even know a big part of Pearl Harbor, and again, I'm not trying to get crazy here, was that the Japanese was upset about the embargo. Like, okay, we ain't getting gas no more? Bet. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to give me what I want or else. So, yeah, like, that's, you know, that's part of, there's there's a giant story more than just on this day, Japanese fighters came over here and blew up this place. Okay, yeah, that's what it looked like when you get the cliff notes. But yeah. there was other shit going on behind the scenes. President Roosevelt was like, all shit stops. And then that meant, oh, well, shit, now we ain't in the bed no more with Rockefeller and Standard Oil. So we need this shit, so fuck it. It's the only way we know how to strike back in a way. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into history, man. There's a lot that goes into the big story. But you say you filter it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. water. All kind of yeah. minerals in there, but you filter them I mean, every, <laughs> to make it drinkable. When you think every every significant event has been filtered for American consumption. It has to be. You know, We, we want to look at, at, at the Vietnam War, um, and we look at it through this very, very veiled lens. And I say that because if you look through history books, like you said, read a little bit further, just like in the Bible, read a little bit further. Vietnamese only wanted a democratic society, but the democratic society that they wanted did not coincide with our partnership with France. Mm -hmm. and, and you think about everything, 10 plus, about 10 years, maybe a little bit yeah. more of war. Yeah. And then six weeks, Six weeks, ten yeah. years of dying, fighting, everything that went with was over with. St yeah. Storm Bastille, take over the whole city. The whole thing was worthless. Six weeks. Yeah. We yeah. pull out six weeks later, the whole thing was for nothing. Yeah. So there's so much behind the bigger picture. And I yeah. find that we're looking at that level, but it starts on our level. It starts yeah, with something as small as this. Again, I've been using the same example throughout the whole thing. You tell this woman she can no longer do this, okay, because it's offended this kid who told their parents. So then what you then eliminate is what's actually the issue. Nobody cares that you are offended because you see the American flag is the reason behind your dislike for him because it has yeah. nothing to do with that. Bought into that narrative. It's so, fine into that narrative because historically Americans have found it hard to do a little fucking research, do some yeah. reading, read yeah. an extra page, but read an extra page. But it shows you, it shows you who has the loudest voice or who has the biggest backing, because I guarantee you, when you complain, and you're of the majority, when it, when you look at it that way, you're probably yeah. gonna win. Yeah. But if you're the of the minority, you don't you, have to be the squeaky wheel. Yeah. You're gonna win. The yeah. minority, you better squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> My you kid, is, my kid is offended by algebra because he'll never use it. He's upset that he doesn't hey, get taught like that shit basic did not economics. Work for me. It didn't work for me. I tried. It, it didn't work for me. Guess what? I failed algebra. It's staying. It's gonna stay in the curriculum. <laughs> it stayed. It stayed in the curriculum. So look, and in, in my opinion, um, listeners, this is, you know, why we're here, has a lot to do with our inability or our our lack of desire to know the full story about anything, to know um, 
about the things that may make us uncomfortable. Any someone wants somebody told me today, as a matter of fact, um, any uncomfortable situation is an opportunity to grow. And I like the way they say it because think about how many uncomfortable situations you were in growing up, right? You had to make yeah. decisions, you had to make choices, but they helped yeah. to mold you. These kids right. these days truly don't get that opportunity like we once did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong, cops have always been cops, and I'm not trying to go down another path. But there's plenty of times in our neighborhood where probably something worse could have happened and it didn't. Because I yeah. feel back then they were handling situations differently. Way different. They saw Way people. Way differently. They saw they, people. They saw people. Yeah, they saw people. And you know, and I think that's all I need to say about that. They yeah. saw people. And we just leave it like that. Because I, I I just I just feel that these kids nowadays, there's too many things that are driving their actions. We shit, we talked about one early, talking with Tyler's Momo. Yeah. Wonder if some kid acts off of that. Yeah. Right? So right then you see how badly we have or I'm sorry, how much gap we've lost between the parent and the child. Right. And the respect is there. Because kids used to talk to their parents about situations and things that are happening. Nowadays, kids talk amongst themselves. They use this phone, will yeah. tell them everything they need to know. Yeah. And if they come up with a decision because somebody on some form or somebody on some post has said whatever that drives them to that point, it's a lost cause. It's over. And it's it, too late. And it, it's no longer the kids in your neighborhood that you talk to who are connected with your family. Your family's connected with their families. It's no longer that. They could be talking to somebody a world away. Yeah, be and, Xbox and, and, Live or Xbox right. Chat or whatever it might be. Being influenced in, in some kind of way. How we change where we are today starts with us and our desire for that change. I mean, if you don't want shit to change, don't be mad. Yep. Stop walking around pissed off. But if you feel like it needs to change, start with yourself and how you view the world around you and the ways that you can impact things in your world will, that will in turn affect the world around you. Just affect your sphere of influence, the people in your circle. You know, that's the one thing that I love about our groups. Our groups, we talk about real shit. We talk about funny shit all the time. Yeah. But it's never seamlessly. anything. To, right. Seamlessly. It's not yeah. where any one person is offended by what they hear. We can agree to disagree. We don't. Hell, the one thing that, that it, listeners, the one thing that you guys don't know about CO and I, in our groups, we disagree more than anybody. Probably anyone. Probably ninety-eight percent of the time. Yeah, probably ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the time we disagree, but and and that's that's why we're able to do this podcast yeah. as seamlessly as we do, um, because we think a lot alike yeah. on a whole lot of different topics. So, um, really, look at yourself first. You can't change the person that's that's across the street from you that works in the next cubicle, next office. But you can change you, yeah. you know, and and let that be enough. And if each person changes themselves, we might find ourselves in a different place in the next four or five years. Who knows? You know, I, I can only try to stay optimistic and hope that we do. And I support that as we leave this this topic here with if you're in certain positions where you have the chance to have a backbone, have a damn backbone. Military leader, yeah. uh, supervisor in the civilian sector, uh, administrative individual on a school council board or whatever have a backbone don't flex your muscle just because you can definitely hear each side's
point of view and argument, but ultimately make a decision that's going to be the best one for the 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 position or the whole in the mass. So yeah. everyone, include everyone. Don't just allow one thing to change how we do business because one individual feels a certain way. Everybody voices matter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discrediting the fact that a kid was offended. That's fine. I'm not right. discrediting the fact that that kid then had, you know, the 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 idea to tell their parents and then the parents did whatever they did. What I'm saying is you then can't feel so much pressure from that interaction that you have to undo what you know to be right. The right thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, because what are we thinking about? The potential ways. Will this make local news? Will this make national news? Oh my God, they're blasting the school. Don't send your school there. Ma'am, this is a world, I'm sorry, this is a country of choice. Send him to the no school doubt. around the corner. I can tell you that with a humble face and not say it disrespectfully. You do not have to attend here. Yeah. And when somebody it's, gets told the that truth, simple. that's when they real feelings start to show. If you don't like it, don't be yeah. here. It's the same thing. If you don't like a certain thing, you don't do it. If you don't like shopping at Walmart, you don't go. This is a world of choice. <laughs> right. we, we, we definitely live in a, in a country where we, we have the, the luxury to choose. So, you know what? You, you're offended. You're uncomfortable. Don't go to the football games. Don't watch the, the Colin Kaepernick commercials. Don't watch whatever offends you. Don't buy the jersey or whatever. Don't buy the jersey. Yeah. Don't affect Why not? Stuff. Why not instead? If it offends you and you really can't really decipher why, learn, learn, read, have conversations and let conversation influence you. We say this every episode. Talk to somebody. Talk to the person that, that you feel is offensive to you. If you're at the dog park, talk to that person. And if it affects your kids, I think you need yeah. to have, you got to have enough common sense and be more of an adult than the child and tell them Right. You know, this is why mom or dad feels this way. But ultimately understand, okay, in a situation where this may be something you're subjected to, you still have a you still have the ability to create your own choice about the whole thing. But yeah. I'm doing you an injustice as a parent if I tell you just to turn a blind eye to it and you shouldn't have to deal with it. Oh, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Man, I don't like it. We don't like that. My kid doesn't have to be subjected to that. Man, we're not inducing them to drugs. <laughs> like, right. chill yeah. out. Like, we, we're yeah. not telling them anything that's absolutely the wrong thing. Like, no. We're not telling them to go out. You should be a cabinet supporter. Here's why. No. That's not what's happening here. But you can't yeah. allow the image to change the truth. That's just unfortunate, man. And you know what? Th th there could be a, a, even a possibility that that kid went home and was like, hey, we talked about Colin Kaepernick at school today. They got this design up. He may have been one of, oh, my God, it was great. Mom and dad like, oh, hell no. We right. ain't having this. I mean, we, we ain't having this. We didn't even touch on that, so who yeah, knows? we ain't having it. But but, but in, in some form, some way, some fashion, someone complained about something that they probably shouldn't have complained about. But it, it's indicative of, of where we are as a country right now. You know, everybody's complaining about something. Nobody has any damn solutions. Everybody's bitching and complaining, pointing the finger. Here we are. Yes, yeah, 100%, man. Okay. Well. I, I ain't touching. Look, we on the last segment of News News. <laughs> I am not, not touching this one, man. This is like next level nasty. If you thought shitting off the overpass on the moving cars was bad or rubbing your nuts in somebody's saucer was bad, wait till, 
Wait to see your tells you about this one. Go ahead. I think you you uh, entitled this on the, the month, uh, monthly uh, mother. Yeah, monthly <laughs> monthly mother on the agenda. So some, yeah. somewhere in England, there's a woman that decided to take to social media. Of course, that's how you get your voice out these days, and express the beauty in her menstrual cycle by basically masking herself in it. So think about making a face mask that you know women use cucumbers or whatever the hell they do it you know whatever she basically used her menstrual blood to cover her body in it. This is some nasty shit. This yeah. is some nasty shit. Used her menstrual blood, covered her body in it and posted it to talk about the beauty in woman basically. And we they women should be proud of everything that is them to include their time in a month and they should express themselves a certain way and she's not afraid to do it and there's pictures of her completely covered yes yes they are and her menstrual blood uh, i cannot make this shit up look i i i, I hey, got sick I, I, even saying it <laughs> i love I, I love women i love the beauty in women every woman is unique in their own way she crazy man she's she's crazy I, I have that, never, man. Oh. That that's some private stuff. That's some stuff you, you. Hey, you can love being a woman and not, and not advertise it that way. Please don't advertise it that way. Yeah, man. In the news, news, you never know what you're gonna get. But when I seen this, now again, remember, not too long <laughs> ago we were talking about kids getting high off of feminine product. Now yeah. we're talking about a woman who is showing. Her, I don't know, her love for herself by expressing herself, wearing herself. <laughs> Think about all that. That was quite eloquent, but gross to think about. But that yeah. was well stated. Well stated. The fucking news news, three parts. So again, if we have wow. multiple, we're going to bring them to you at different parts of the show. Man, we've had a long one tonight. We were shooting for 90 minutes and became 120, so we apologize for that, man. But, you know, when you get to talking about certain things, you get passionate, you never know what's going to happen. It's um, going to go. It's going to go where it goes. Again, we're not afraid to touch any topic, okay? This is not your normal podcast. And in saying that, we will discuss anything. And uh, we we need your help, audience. If you're out there, if you're listening, you're watching, we ask you, we will always ask you, Hit us up. We know you're busy, okay? You don't have to stay for the entirety of the show. Watch it in segments. Yeah. Watch it in parts. However you do it, watch it. Listen, like, and share it. But definitely hit us up. You know, comment on those those posts. Put your input in. Come to the show. Um, you know, chime in. You heard me. Yeah. If you're watching, you hear me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you let the doc know you're here. I'm going to tell the world you're here. And we will hear what you got to say to help push, you know what I'm saying, the conversation that we're talking at night. Um and so again, you are the reason that we do this. We or else we would just have a normal phone call, just me and Pete. <laughs> we we yeah. just call each other once a week and talk. Once a week and talk for two hours. But this is this is for this is for you guys, you know. And we're using our platform. We have a very small one at the moment, but we hope that it grows. We're hope, yeah. hoping that our that we can use our platform to push us um, to the next level, so that we can continue to let conversation influence more individuals. Because uh, that's important to us, man. This is this is like a second job. We put a lot of time into this. We ain't just shooting the shit. We do our research. 
Yeah. We, we, we absolutely take our time in developing our agenda, and then we try to come to you with a quality show, man. So I appreciate your time again. Thank you for sticking around. Again, give us a couple days. You'll have the audio, SoundCloud, iTunes. You know how we do. Uh, Pete, go ahead and hit them with something before we get out of here. Oh, uh, this has been an amazing show. Hopefully, um, we get more feedback. And again, you know, I, I'm going to try to post something to our social media pages to uh, drive a discussion every week. And, you know, hopefully we get some feedback. So uh, in our next episode, we can touch on the feedback and then, you know, hit into uh, the main parts of the show. All right, man. Well, let's see you on the doctor for season two, episode 11. Y'all have a blessed, blessed night. Um, uh, tomorrow's Friday, so I hope everybody has a good weekend in store. Uh, Black History Month has ended, so though it was filled with a lot of news that wasn't so great, uh, yes. please understand you know, the true importance behind the month. Black History Month is not just 28 days. It's 365 days. It never stops, man. And that goes for everyone else, man. Make sure that you're in touch with what's going on around you and you know the important ones that are doing great things. Represent them and uh, and, and definitely push the message, man. So, till next week, we are out. Peace.